episode of Nightlight, a horror movie podcast, has discussions on suicide. If you think this episode will trigger or offend you, please don't listen to this episode. Thank you for your con- constant support, but your mental health is more important than our listenership. We, pre- we appreciate you and love you all, and we want to make sure you guys stay healthy out there. If you or anyone you know are having troubling thoughts, please contact the number in the show notes and speak to someone uh, to actually help you out a little bit more. With the national hotline... 1-800-273-8255. They have um, actual professionals who can speak to you more about healthy habits and also um, safe methods of being able to cope. Now, I present to you Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. And on my left-hand side here, we got David. Stay spoopy. Stay spoopy. All day. Every day. All night. I literally was just watching a horror movie when you guys came and you guys yeah. like got a little snippet of what I was watching. I watch horror like all the time. You guys know me. <laughs> it's, it's true, ridiculous. guys. It's really ridiculous. Hey, it's a pretty interesting movie. <laughs> it it, it kind of was. We were watching Haunt, if you guys are wondering. Uh, but that's also nightly. Across from me, we have Freddie. Say spoopy with the spoopy boys. Ooh, spoopy boys. Spoopy boys. Also known as Nighty Night. We are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down and discuss the ultimate question, why horror? So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelope you. You can support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife. And that's night with a what? K. By pledging on Patreon, you will have access to the show as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. A new episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. Now, our feature film for tonight. <sighs> wow. This was... A crazy one. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, but this is Adam Egypt Mortimer's Daniel Isn't Real. Crazy movie. First and foremost, thoughts. It was pretty crazy. So I really appreciate what this movie was uh, doing and the message it was trying to spread and all the symbolism packed into this use of color, great cinematography wasn't a movie for me. No? Yeah. I, I mean, I had fun watching you it. You appreciated it. I but did. you just didn't like it for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, exactly. Mm-hmm. I totally saw what they it's were like, doing. like, oh, that's a pretty nice cake, but I don't want to taste it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not into like, sweets. Like, I appreciate the artwork. <laughs> I'm not yeah. into sweets. It's like, that's a pretty well-crafted cake. Like, that cake, cake. looks right. delicious. Yeah, that cake looks but awesome. I'd rather have that cake instead. It's like, but I don't it's like chocolate. <laughs> but I love pie. Oh, oh. <laughs> there you wow. go. Yeah. There See? it is. And I like pie. But I think this movie is pretty fun to watch um there was definitely cool moments where i enjoyed watching it or mm-hmm. moments where like oh what yeah um and a lot of it i actually did like but all together as a whole piece i didn't it kind of fell apart for you it did but i i didn't watch it thinking like oh this sucks like i was like no i see what they're <laughs> doing yeah. like i appreciate yeah. it right, i'm just right, not right. into it sure but i love the use of color uh i love yeah. the cuts um, yeah, the cuts were the editing in this movie really good. yeah yeah it's I was laughing a lot. It's a it's a hysterical movie. Yeah, like yeah. I was I was enjoying yeah. myself when I was laughing. That's yeah. for sure. It has a really good balance between like something being hilarious and also being disturbing at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good yeah. way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger's son, Patrick yeah. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. He looks just like him in yeah. certain shots. The whole time I was like, dude, you oh, look yeah. so familiar. Yeah. It's yeah. like, all Daniel. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, all in all, I enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. Um it definitely strike certain chords with me just what i would imagine just because of 
what I grew up sure. around and things like that. But um, yeah, this movie's interesting. This is definitely a, a interesting movie. I honestly feel like the actors delivered. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they do a definitely great delivered. Job. Um, yeah, a lot of ranges. Did. Yeah, a lot of ranges. They were, like, made me movie. believe where I was just like, "Fuck, dude, is Daniel real?" Like, I, love, <laughs> uh, I love Daniel's performance. I mean, God, yeah, he was great. Though, I mean, it gets hammered into you so much. Even the title, right? Daniel isn't real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really quickly in the movie, like they do things to show, like, nope, no one sees Daniel. Yeah, it's just Lucas. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love like how they. How we are mainly in the perspective of Luke, but they take us out of that perspective to show us, like, hey, he has a mental disability. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, he sure. has mental illness. Um, and to, I guess, hearken on it where he basically has schizophrenia. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he even, like, has a scene where he's looking at a schizophrenia book mm-hmm. uh, to learn a little bit more about it and all this other stuff. So yeah it's it's super intense it's super duper intense i i appreciate when movies do this when they really put you in the shoes of someone that may be mentally ill right and mm-hmm. you really get your perspective you really get to empathize right. with what yeah. it feels like for them because i've talked about that with multiple episodes for this month's theme where i hate when no one truly understands where the main character is coming from and they right. just write them off as quote-unquote crazy right yeah um but if someone just takes the time to really understand, it can make mm-hmm. such a big difference. But at the same time, these films really show that it's like, no matter what, it's it looks impossible and it feels impossible for the protagonist, right? Or right. whoever's experiencing this. And that's the that's the main correlation with mental illness. Like people people might as well be feeling this scenario mm-hmm. for what it is in reality because it it could feel like that for them. At least I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, it, it's this movie takes like dips and highs and all this other stuff. Where, excuse me, it starts off super intense, yeah, like with the opening of the cafe oh, and so yeah. on and so I forth. Totally like, shit, yeah. like yeah. it starts super intense. You're just, you're just thinking to yourself, like, where's this movie going? Yeah. Like, this is this is insane. And then a little kid, hey, do you want to play? Like, yeah, like whoa. Like Dude. where are we where are we yeah. going where are we going? <laughs> so I first started this movie watching it with or I wasn't watching it with him but with Ryan from the Good Night Podcast of mm-hmm. course we were at Phil's and I started watching the movie and then that opening on scene your phone? happened yeah on my oh, phone shit. Oh. and that opening scene happened I was like all right I'm gonna put this on pause and I'm gonna watch this at home yeah <laughs> it's like this it's is one of those dark movies. already it's like oh. Prince made me watch this type of movie. Gotcha. Yep. Let me go home and yep. watch this. I mean, this not is not a public movie. Gotcha. No, definitely not. This is this is the last uh, movie for Sickly Psychos, right? So you know, it's it's a great transition to yeah. what we've seen so far. I mean, mm-hmm. if we if we go back, right? I mean, we saw what Jacob's Ladder. I got major yeah. Jacob's Ladder's vibes from watching this movie. Oh, I'm sure yeah. with the creatures and so on and so yeah. forth in this and movie. Even the reaction, even the subways. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's also in New York, yeah. As well, so I mean, it's it's all connected. It, it, it might be <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, with, with Jacob's ladder, like him on the verge of dying, and then we get the Babadook of her mentally get, having this breakdown with her child, Yo, <laughs> this monster. Like, yeah. oh my gosh! And now we have Daniel is real, where it's it's uh, the psyche of a schizophrenic patient right yeah. or, or, or not a patient because he, he never got admitted but a, a person yeah. right uh, i and, for sure got like the vibe of babadook 
in this. Yeah, because it, there's I feel like there's two arguments where it's like, sure, he's mentally ill, but at the same time, it's like it could be a real demon too that got passed around. Right, yeah, yeah sure. It has that open dialogue. It's like it could be that he's actually mentally ill, but at the same time, it could be something on the demonic side of things. Yeah, and it's, it plays with the idea that like this is the reasoning behind yeah. like, schizophrenia or like how people describe it with mm-hmm. like because at for for as long as time has been time you've always had to speak of demons people mm-hmm. hearing voices demonic entities a lot of that could probably be correlated to things like mental illness 100%. from in the past people not being familiar with what that truly means because you couldn't believe what you couldn't see yeah um but this movie plays on the idea of like no it's they are demonic entities and and modern times we have cal- classified it as mental illness but um, with what you were saying, this yeah. demon being passed around, what about the like the recessive genes of schizophrenia being passed along? True, you know? too. And like, so yeah, that's, that's another symbolic thing, too. Exactly. Yep. Uh, and this really brings together uh, for whoever's our patrons and stuff like that. If you've mm-hmm. uh, listened to our episode of Emily Rose. Yeah. There's that whole argument. It's like, oh, was she with a mentally disorder or was Ooh. she actually seeing demonic presence? Yeah. And so is that debate. Just yeah. crazy to think about. Oh, that part, girl, man. Yeah. That's it's a good episode. Man. You guys should check it out. That is a good episode. Patreon.com slash good night. <laughs> yeah, that's right, baby. That's what? Okay. All right, well, let's jump into the plot. Yeah, I know. Plug it everywhere. Let's go ahead and just jump into the plot. So Daniel Isn't Real, directed by Adam Egypt Mortimer, released on December 6, 2019, a runtime of one hour and 40 minutes. No budget or box office found. Um, really? But, yeah, couldn't find one. Huh. Yeah. Um, I want to say this movie like ran through like circuits, but it it came out on VOD when it came out in theaters. So it was one of those. Really? Yeah. Because uh, I remember just buying it. Just yeah, to just like this that, dude. Yeah, just you, to support him. Did that? I mean, how did that help with the theatrical release? Then doesn't. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. No, it helps with Why them. did they do that? I don't know. It's so yeah. weird. I, they probably just didn't have a distributor. Yeah, and you can't stream it anywhere. But apparently, with this episode launching, it should be a Shutter exclusive now. Yeah, by March something. Yeah. yeah. So once once this episode is officially out, it's probably available on Shutter. Yeah. Um. But yeah, as of right now, no. <laughs> but yeah, because yeah, uh, it is technically a Shutter exclusive. But yeah. I mean, gosh, three four months to get onto a platform, mm-hmm. like God, that's rough. Yeah, that's rough. Because I've I never really heard about this movie, and surprised that it was a 2019 film. Yeah, I was like, wow, I have missed this completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. It, it went under a lot of people's radar, which is why I chose it. <laughs> yeah, because because um, yeah, because we were gonna do Hereditary. I love. Um, I would have loved that. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, but I was just like, I, I like to still show films that a lot of people haven't seen the or NBC. heard of. Yeah, sure. uh, because this podcast does open up a few doors for some people, which is great. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Uh, but also a score of eighty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that's fair. I think yeah. so too. Yeah, yeah I think so too. It's a very well done movie. It is well it's done. A very well done movie. Yeah. And you'll either be into it or not. Mm-hmm. But you cannot say that it's not well done. Exactly. Like, I agree with that. <laughs> everything looks really good in this movie. <laughs> it, it does. It's uh, a really nice throwback to body horror. Oh, 100%. It's yeah. Reminds me of like David Cronenberg and all this other shit. Really quick note. Um, I'm sure, I don't think this was intentional, but what I really loved about all the blood smears on people, it looked like paint. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, sure. everyone here is like, for the most part, an artist or mm. there's a lot of good use of color and 
I don't know. I thought it was a nice touch. I, I feel like it may not have been intentional, but I feel like it. I think it was. It helped with was, our yeah. artistic yeah. approach of it. I think it was. Yeah. If you've ever seen a picture of uh, of Adam Egypt, you would be like, okay, yeah, that was definitely intentional because he he looks like he looks like you would do something like that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he definitely looks like you would do something like Very that. Very deliberate. Yeah. Um. But we open with the title sequence. No cold open. No anything like that. Uh, this is our, our first movie we've watched without a cold open. Mm. So, <laughs> uh. You get like those like weird, weird vibes, and it's yeah. just like kind of it reminds me of like an '80s movie. That's what I thought oh, for too. Sure. Yeah, I got easily. Stranger Things vibes. Yeah, it yeah. kind of definitely it reminds you of that. Um, but you get images of cosmic storms, and then we're cutting to a woman at a coffee shop serving guests. The music in the background is playing the lyrics. This is why I die. I left you alone. And while she is checking in with another guest, a man walks into the cafe and starts shooting the patrons everywhere. Yeah, yeah. every fucking, fucking where. Like, damn, dude. I went like, <gasps> very quick, too. Yeah. Like, no remorse. Just boom, boom, boom. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, just turn nothing. Off. I'm in the coffee shop. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. You're in a coffee yeah, shop. Yeah, he was in like, a coffee yeah. shop scene. No, uh, no, no. Oh, like, God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did Ryan see the scene, too? No. Oh, shit. Damn, <laughs> no, he would have fucking lost Imagine his mind. slowly putting your phone down. Yeah, just, <laughs> just like, like Okay, we're going to watch this at home. (laughs) Got it. Uh, We cut to a man and a woman arguing in a kitchen. Their son, Luke, uh, has had enough and leaves the home and walks down the street. He hears sirens and decides to go check it out. Once there, Luke notices the man that we saw kill all those people earlier dead on the steps to to the cafe, several bullet holes to the face. While staring at him, a little kid by the name of Daniel asks him if he would like to go play. They play in the playground across from Luke's house. Luke's mom, Claire, comes comes out of the house calling for him. She finds him in the playground. Before uh, going back into the house, Luke asks if Daniel can come. Claire doesn't know who he's talking about, but humors him with uh, pure irritation. She's just, like, so irritated with her son um, and looks in the wrong direction and asks if Daniel would like to come <laughs> to dinner. And he's like, yeah. And before he can even say, yeah, she she's like, okay, around. cool. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it kind of takes the the span of being a little kid, right? Mm-hmm. And all of us probably had imaginary friends yeah. as a little kid. Oh, I'm sorry, Freddie. You had no childhood. Oh. I uh, tried <laughs> to have imaginary friends, but I knew I was faking it. Sure. Does that make oh sense? Oh my god, that's fair. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Like I was like, fuck. I mean, I was like, <laughs> I mean, shoot. <laughs> I wish I could I have imaginary friends. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you real? Oh my like, god, no, you're not real. Okay, yeah, fine. I was like, I know this is not real, but this. Yeah. Is, I was like, I'm a kid. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed Everyone to have imaginary, imaginary friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny because I never, I never like gave my imaginary friend quote unquote a name because i always knew it was myself talking to myself yeah they had faces for me but not names yeah that that sounds creepy to say no i mean that sounds that sounds legit but at the same time this is why this uh mental illness is so hard to catch early on yeah because it's just like okay like Kids, kids have, kids have imaginations. Yeah. Like it, that's just the thing about kids, and that's why you normally don't catch it until you're like 25. Yeah, like it's crazy. And there was something very beautiful about these early scenes. Yeah, their relationship together, together, and yeah. and also like like you just said, not realizing if a kid does maybe have something like schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. It it's something that just is been there their whole life, and it's just it's normal to them. Yeah. And like yeah. it, it's sad when it's like 
early on in childhood, it's probably just not as bad. And that's why right. it becomes more of a problem as people get older. But it's like, it's just sad to see. But at the same time, it's really magical yeah. seeing that as a child, what that could mean right. and how kids can cope. Yeah. Sure. I think it's not as bad as a child, mainly because of the fact that they haven't learned everything yet. Or That's what I'm saying. More. Yeah, um, their mind can't really think of right. things that they don't know exist yet. Right. The yeah. The darker side of the world. That. Yeah. Right. Um, damn. Deep. It is. Yeah, it definitely is. Luke and Daniel are playing all over the house. They make Luke's mom an origami tea set um, because she's been sad. So <laughs> sweet. It was sweet. Uh, it doesn't get sweeter. <laughs> Luke has a great Im- imagination with Daniel and is playing make believe uh, with him. Uh, they like have the broomsticks and they're turning them into swords and all that whole other stuff. And I was like, "That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> that looks like a lot of fun." Uh, they also have to do the parachute thing when they're lying down. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't I, get that all that much. The parachute? Yeah. And so uh, initially, it was just they're acting like they're dropping. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're lying down on the ground like they were dropping out of the sky. Yeah. Um, I love the sound effects yeah. for the yeah. imagination stuff because it, it just yeah, yeah it just makes it feel yeah. like okay this is real like this is this is how they're picturing it. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I, cool. I I got where the wild things are vibes. Well, yeah, and then uh, later on that book is in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I was the, like, whoa! Uh, that book was inspired was the inspiration to this story because this oh. this actually is also an, a short story. Really? Yeah. Yeah, this is a short story and I forgot what the short story was called, but it was like something like uh like like this is this is why I'm happy or this is why I do this or something like that. It's mm-hmm. it, it's not called Daniel is real, but Daniel is the main protagonist of the story. Um but oh. it's about John. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I yeah. love that. So it's kind of a continuation Sketch. off yeah. of that. Uh, so I Damn. thought that was pretty neat. So yeah. people that saw that, there's probably a lot of Easter eggs for them. Probably. Oh, I've I've never read the story. I did read the story to that new movie coming out um, in April called Antlers or May. And, oh yeah. Because there's a short story about that. Oh my fucking god! That's wild. <sighs> Get it, dude. <laughs> dude uh where the wild things are <laughs> claire watches him playing with a smile and brings him to the mirror to tell him uh that they are going to be just fine just him and her daniel's in the doorway listening and watching when claire leaves daniel suggests that he puts all of his mom's pills in a sh- in her shake damn Sketch. daniel tells luke that they are uh going to give his mom superpowers once she takes them I mean, once you hear that, how can you say no? Yeah, he's like, oh, cool. Hell yeah, I want my mom to have superpowers. Supermom. Cut to Claire in bed, overdosing, calling for Luke. Luke is in his room, absolutely traumatized from how his mom is acting. Claire crawls to Luke's room and notices her pills on his nightstand. She asks him, what did he do? And Luke blames it on Daniel, even though it was technically Luke. Yeah, He was lying. He did that. Daniel, Daniel just was just like, do, do it. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you dropped him, dog. <laughs> like, yeah. I have to say, during this scene, I thought she was going to die. Me too. I was like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah, I thought she was going to die too. Immediately. I was very, very frightened. Yeah, when I first watched this, I thought she was definitely, I was like, mm, she will yeah. die. Yeah. She didn't die. <laughs> Spoiler, she didn't die. Uh, Claire tells him there is no Daniel. There's no more Daniel. She doesn't want to hear about Daniel. I don't want to see Daniel. Or even though I can't see Daniel. There's no Baba Duke. There's no Baba Duke. <laughs> so we cut to Claire telling Luke to actually lock Daniel up in his grandma's dollhouse. 
I thought it was actually a really cool scene. Mm-hmm. The dollhouse flickering Hell with the yeah. lights Dude, and shit. Yeah. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. That's and where let's you see, like, go. the editing is like on point. 100%. So and that's where others will probably get the Stranger Things vibes as well. Yeah. The flashing red energy and all Definitely. that. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Luke turns to Daniel and tells him to, uh, tells him that what he has done is is really bad and to get in and he repeats it multiple times and starts yelling it until he does. It's intense. Daniel shakes his head uh, concerning uh, concerningly. Luke starts to yell repeatedly for him to get in while Daniel covers up his ears. The dollhouse starts flickering with lights in the windows and then we see Daniel inside the dollhouse covering his ears some more. Now in the dollhouse, Daniel gets up and starts banging on the door to get out. Luke locks the door and his mom covers the dollhouse with a sheet cut to an all grown-up luke outside on top of a building writing notes we cut to him inside of his dorm room speaking to someone about visiting his mom on the weekend he's on the phone right um i think he was probably talking to his doctor I thought, no, he was talking to his mom about it. Was coming. he talking to his mom? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. She was right. like, I don't want you to like, come if you just feel correct. like you need Oh, that's to come. right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, while on the phone, his roommate tries showing him a picture of some girl. Um, his roommate's name is Richard, I think. Uh, and this dude's just a fucking douche. Yeah. He's just like, dude. Look at this like, girl. Look at this girl. <laughs> I want to fuck her or worship her. Right. <laughs> that is exactly what he said. That is exactly <laughs> what he said. Uh, Luke is watching a movie. Um, uh, wait, excuse me. Luke is watching a movie, throw down the windows of the classroom door. Oh, oh excuse wa- me. He is watching a movie through the window. I said throw. I meant to say through. That uh, through the window of, of a classroom door and decides to not go in and just walks away. Instead, he heads back to his childhood home and it is depressing as fuck. So, uh, yeah. Just to see his it's mom. Crazy. Papers are thrown all over the floor uh, and... Honestly, all of that just gave me anxiety. I was just like, fuck, I just want to clean your house. Really? <laughs> like, I just want to clean it. For me, it was the lack of sunlight. True. That yeah. really like bothered me. Sure. It's just all just indoor lighting. And, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, What's it's a very on? messy place. Yeah. Um, my mom are just beat up. My mom used to do this thing where when both my brother and I were kids, uh, and we, we didn't, he lived with her, but I never lived with her. But uh, she would do this this thing where she, when we would go to her place, uh, where she would paint the walls black. Oh, whoa. Huh. Yeah, and she would have these super dark curtains up. Oh, damn. And so, like, that's just, and her Very house dark. was just like yeah. that. Yeah. Wonder, and, like, huh? you had to be, like, super careful where you step because you didn't know if you are like, going to step on a cockroach or whatever. Oh, man. Yeah. It was rough. That sounds rough. Damn. Yeah. It was, it was super interesting, but, like, this scene reminded me of, like, that. Damn. damn. Right. And that's... Honestly, that's one of the reasons why I'm such a neat freak. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, I can't. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel bad. Uh, Luke calls out to his mom while walking uh, from room to room. He opens a sliding door and sees his mom at a table cutting out book clippings. Luke sits next to her and hands her a sandwich. He says it's ham and cheese, her favorite, but she's just like... Not about yeah, she's not. She's in the middle of doing something. Yeah, she's our, She's in the zone, auto zone. Uh, she moves the sandwich out of the way so she can uh, continue her project. Luke continues by asking her, "What is she? What is she? What is she working on?" She tells him that it is. Um, it is sometimes in words, and sometimes they speak to her. There's messages in the book. Luke cuts her off and asks her what happened to the mirror. She starts to laugh and tells him that she didn't like what she saw. Honestly, that was the scariest part in the whole movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, when I when she said that, I was like, "She's been seeing Daniel." Yeah, something. Yeah, because yeah. I should have thought at this point, like maybe his true form, the abyss. Maybe because prior to 
I mean, during this scene, I'm like, I don't really understand what this movie's about quite yet, right? We're still sure. really right. early into the film. She lives in the same house that the thing is exactly, in, and so he's her. he mm-hmm. has a, he wants revenge for being the cause of locking him up, and he spent all these years torturing her, right? Yeah. That's too. Yeah, that's the vibe. Yeah, that's, I got. What it, that's what it feels like. Yeah, definitely what it feels like. The mirror is all scratched out um, to the point where you can barely see any reflections. Luke, visibly frustrated, doesn't say anything in return. Um, and I, But here I unfortunately know this feeling all too well. <laughs> Instead, we cut to him on the subway. Then at a party standing around checking out some chick from across the room, Luke starts heading towards her. But while doing so, he falls to the floor. And he freaks the fuck out. Yep. But and when he, he sees- opens his eyes... He sees Jacob Ladder. That's what I was going to say. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> this part is awesome. So crazy, yeah. Yeah. It is so crazy. And damn, his scream is so like, like real. you feel it. Yeah. You're just real. like, he looks scared. Yeah. He I mean, genuinely he looks, looks scared. Um, God, I, this looks great. I loved it. I loved watching this movie after watching Jacob's Ladder. Awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know. the the Because of the topic of the month, right? Yeah. It really... It really hounds on you on the idea of like there's a there's this there's a heavy meaning behind saying someone has demons mm-hmm. right and then the idea of like visualizing those yeah demons. right that's scary that's yeah. horror right yeah yeah oh fuck man and they do a good job they do yeah. a really good job at showing you what these demons look like yeah oh, they even did sure. the quick uh jacob's ladder head bob yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh we got to Luke speaking with the psychologist, Dr. Braun. Um, in my subtitles, it was saying Dr. Brown. And I had to like huh. constantly look it up. And I was like, I'm pretty sure he's saying Braun. Yeah. But I can't, I, like, I, I can't really tell because it was like Cornelius <laughs> Braun. And uh, so I had to look it up a, a few times. And it was like, okay, no, I'm, I'm doing this right. This I'm is not Braun, yeah. not Brown. Um, about what he saw at the party last night, Dr. Braun tells him that it is nothing to worry about because that is a, that is common with stress. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. This is not common, That's what dude. I thought, too. Fuck I got, out of here. I got such it's a like, weird vibe from him. And he I feel was like weird. It was intentional for yeah. the film. Yeah, he but, was weird, dude. But also it created that, I mean, we're looking at it through Luke's view of the story, right? And mm-hmm. he was raised on the idea that his mom doesn't trust doctors. Right. So maybe he seemed shifty and shady or weird or off because of his perception. Sure. Yeah. Because you think about yeah. it, we're looking through this whole film through Lucas's view because we can see Daniel mm-hmm. just like he can. So mm-hmm. yeah, we can yeah, hear him. We can sense. see him. Yeah. Um, the one thing that is interesting about Braun is the fact that he is also, he doesn't believe in everything from Western medicine. Yeah. Which we learn later on. Yeah. So yeah. like, I, I feel like that goes with his vibe too. Mm. Um, so it, it, he's an interesting character. Uh, Luke tells him that his mom doesn't really trust doctors and that she wouldn't want him to be here. He also tells him that he worries that he is going to become like her and um, and adopt her mental illnesses. Uh, Dr. Braun cuts him off to ask him, uh, what else do you worry about? Luke tells him, sex and death, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and Braun reassures him that uh, this is a normal feeling for most adults. <laughs> uh, Braun continues, uh, continues asking if Luke has... Uh, has ever seen things like this before. Luke tells him that he has never experienced anything like this before, but he had an imaginary friend named Daniel. So he has seen things before, but not like this, not yeah. demons. 
But I wanted to add, because we don't really see demons after this portion, right? Because afterwards, we see Daniel. And Daniel is the demon, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if it's his mind. We see John again. Yeah, yeah. But that's... But that's stuck in his head. Yeah. So... Um, I wonder if it's because... um, this therapist like recommends like, why don't you go back to your time when you did Noah Daniel? Right. Right. And I wonder if it's like one or the other, really his mind copes this idea of like, you're either going to randomly see demons or you have an affiliation with this one demon. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, right. It's just your main demon. Yeah. Right. And it depends on, he becomes conscious of it. And we talked about it when he was a kid, when you can't really as a child and you know, we're not knowledgeable when it comes, or at least I'm not when it comes to, this topic um, in regards to mental health, but you, a child can't really like think of things that they don't really realize it exists yet. And right. with this doctor bringing up the consciousness of the thought of why don't you go and reconnect with Daniel, then it's sure. like, Oh, I forgot about Daniel until this moment. I have locked him away in his, my mind. Um, and his brain, because of the state of his, his brain, he's, making up random demons that right. are faceless but there's that well, one it's face not even, demon like random maybe it's like other demons like when he collapsed maybe that was like a panic attack and then that's a multiple like multiple demons like anxiety social pressure a bunch of other that's stuff. a really good point because you're, so you, he's seeing those demons come out because of his yeah he's seeing he's seeing his own out. demons you much. yeah that's yeah. awesome then that's, now he's starting to focus on his main demon which is daniel schizophrenia yeah. and his mom's history and his worry about it falling down to him. I think that's yeah. a really good point because you think about the context of where the, the scene happening. He's at a party. He's checking out a girl. He's walking up to her. Maybe starts freaking hits, out. Panic and, attack. Right, yeah, he's attack. seeing his demons normalize. Not, not only that, but having a panic attack and feeling that embarrassment of like, oh, fuck, I'm having a panic attack at a party. Right, and then exactly. everyone's staring at me. Yeah. Because right. of this, this, and that. Yep. Yeah. That's such a good viewpoint. No, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. And even, even when he goes to another party with Daniel, right? And Daniel's just like, well, you didn't have me before. Yeah. Like now I'm here and you're going to be fine. Yeah. Um, but there's also like certain pieces to this where you bring up an interesting point because we find out later that the dollhouse is technically just a metaphor for his brain. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. His mind. So sure. since it's a metaphor for his brain, do you, th- are you guys sure that Daniel was the one antagonizing the mom? So or do you think it was her, just her own demons? I think it was her own demons. Okay. And I think it's yeah. her Luke, version of I Daniel. Think, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And which is probably her husband. Oh, I wonder, but I think sure. it, it might not be as severe as maybe um, Luke's. Maybe. But we don't know. I don't know because <laughs> we, we get the scissors scene. Actually, yeah. you're right. You're right. You're so, right. Now that I think about like it. Smashing yeah. stuff and walking all over. Yeah. Like, Damn, this is crazy. Yeah. So um, but yeah, I mean, and that's the topic that we were talking about earlier when you were saying, well, this, is it a demon that has just been going around and spreading its mischief or sure. is it something that's been genetically passed down and, you know. This is mother and son here. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the unfortunate thing about schizophrenia. It, it is genetic. Mm-hmm. And th- it skipped me, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, even me, like, I had to get tested for it. Yeah. Like, just because it was, with, it was, uh, my mom had it and my brother had it, so I had to get tested for it, too. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a very interesting evaluation. Like, it's it takes an hour, um, and they talk to you about certain things and they ask you like riddles and stuff like that. It's super interesting. Wow. Um, and like they have you draw like, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the show Hannibal. 
No. There's a scene where Hannibal makes one of uh, his patients um, draw a clock, and they actually have you do that. Like, they have you draw a clock and see if you can draw it, if you can draw it correctly, I guess. Um, Because in your mind, you might think you're drawing it correctly, but in reality, you're probably not. It's very interesting. Yeah, so it 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 was a super interesting psychological test. But, yeah, honestly, I was sixteen when I took that. Damn. Honestly, that makes me curious to like try to look up what that test is like. But I don't yeah. know if I do uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure you could probably like opt in to take one. Well, I'm just curious on like how it goes. I mean, oh sure, yeah, yeah, more so that the yeah. process. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty interesting. I just want to yeah. understand the psychology behind it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they just diagnosed me with clinical depression after it, though. <laughs> hey, me too. <laughs> uh, so Luke continues uh, telling him the story of Daniel. Braun asks if something painful has happened with his imaginary friend. Luke uh, kind of smirks and tells him just kid stuff. Braun tells him that maybe he should try to reconnect with his imaginary friend and bring that part of himself back. Daniel is uh, walking down the street, and while walking, he runs into a girl named Cassie skateboarding. Luke asks if... Uh, you had something? Oh, sorry. I no, totally for it. pointed out my finger. I was like, actually, she bumped into him. She did. It really bothered yeah. me. She did. She definitely bumped into but him. she was a New Yorker. She was a New Yorker, and she was very rude. <laughs> hey, I'm skating here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm skating here. <laughs> Uh, Luke asks uh, Luke asks if she is okay, and she sar- sarcastically says that she is. Without Cassie asking um, asking Luke, uh, or without asking, Luke tells her that he is okay too, and she's like, "Cool, be on your way. Have man. a good day." Like yeah. <laughs> Luke walks off and continues to his mother's house. Um, cut to Daniel and his mom on the couch watching TV while watching TV. Uh, Claire blankly says, oh, excuse me, cut to Luke, not Daniel, um, and his mom watching TV. While watching TV, Claire, Claire blankly says, you got to love yourself. Just out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Out of context, nothing. But it was within context at the same time because yeah. deep down inside, she knows her son is struggling with something. I think she's also yeah. kind of lost in her head in the moment, too. That, too. But also, like, <laughs> Both. it doesn't mean someone's completely gone, and I think this is what this mm-hmm. is trying to show, is showing, like, she can be lost in her mind, but she still loves her son. 100%. Luke questions what she says, and she just looks at him with a cracked smile. She puts her head on his shoulders and uh, continues watching TV. We cut to Luke in his childhood bed and starts talking to a stuffed animal, Wilbur. He's like, hi, Wilbur. <laughs> uh, Luke gets up and heads to his grandmother's dollhouse in Daniel's prison. He takes the sheet off the house and starts searching in the desk for the key. Um, and it's crazy because my aunt actually has that exact same desk. Really? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Creepy. Uh, Luke finds the key and then we cut uh, cut to black. Cut to the camera slowly t- uh, moving towards the dollhouse, but we are interrupted with glass shattering. Luke wakes up from the commotion and notices that his mom is downstairs having an absolute mental breakdown. He looks over the banister and notices that she doesn't have shoes on. She is bleeding from her feet and Luke calls out to her. Um, she answers, but not in a tone where she is answering him directly. She kind of yeah. is like answering the voices, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's so interesting. Um, Claire starts walking up the stairs with the scissors in her hand um, into her room. Luke follows her and starts asking her what is wrong. Claire locks herself in the bathroom and says that she is fine. Luke tells her that she is not fine and that he, to move away from the door so he can break it down. He, uh, she is repeatedly saying that um, she can't look at, at this face. 
just at, not at her face, at this face. Yeah. And uh, starts pounding the mirror with her fist. Mm, when I saw that, Jesus, I felt very disturbed. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Jesus yeah. Christ. Luke tries uh, stopping her, but she backs away and tells him not to touch her. Luke, walking slowly towards her, he notices a grown Daniel in the bathtub staring at him. So creepy. I thought he was going to assume that was this was like a dude she was seeing. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? Like, <laughs> like, is this the guy giving you the drugs? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Claire starts talking to Luke, but she is muffled. Uh, Daniel tells him that it will be okay, and his voice comes in very clear. Luke tells tells his mom that he can't let her li- uh, live like this and, or let her stay in this house. Claire starts getting upset and grabs the scissors to kill herself. Yeah. Jesus. Luke and Claire start wrestling with the scissors, and Daniel clearly tells Luke to hold the blade to his throat. Luke wrestles and contemplating. Daniel tells him yet again. He puts, the, he puts it up to his throat and tells his mom to let it go or she's going to kill him. She lets go of the scissors, and Luke was able to grab the scissors out of her hand. We cut to Luke on the floor in the hallway and Daniel coming over to sit next to him. Daniel tells him that they are both going to get through all of this. Luke tells him that he didn't know that he will be stuck in the dollhouse after all of these years. Daniel tells him that he needed his help, and Luke starts to cry. Uh, he actually he cries a lot in this movie. A little bit. But at the same time, he does this really cool thing where he cries, but he knows how to turn it off immediately. Mm, to yeah. where he's just talking normal, and I'm just like, this fucking kid is good. <laughs> yeah. This kid is good. Do you, you know what movie he's, he, he's in? Tell me. Cockblockers with John Cena. What? Yes, he was the boyfriend in Cockblockers who gets thrown by John Cena. I never seen it. Oh my gosh! But now I want to. Yes, you should watch it. One hundred percent. He's hilarious in it. He's great. I actually, I didn't. Have this pr- fucking kid has range, dog. I realized oh. I love John Cena in movies. I don't. <laughs> He's okay. I don't know why. Well, you're gonna love Fast I'm and Furious like, Nine, no? <laughs> so, dude. When he, <laughs> wait, uh, when his reveal popped up in the trailer, I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> 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 Throw your fucking headphones. You don't even wear the headphones. <laughs> da- uh, Daniel releases his, uh, his imaginary parachute to make Luke feel better, and it brings a smile to his face. Next morning, Luke is cleaning up his mom's place. Daniel comes up to Luke and tries to play um, an imaginary sword fighting game. Uh, Luke is not into the idea of playing this imaginary game, so Daniel drops his broom, and, uh, broom down and looks around the room instead. Daniel sees some of the st- schoolwork that he is working on and asks him why is he studying this type of shit. Uh, Luke tells him that he is studying to become a lawyer, and Daniel says uh, says that he is uh, he is used to be to excuse me. Daniel says that he is used to him being bursting full of creativity and life when he was a child, and why would he want to choose a profession that his father chose? Mm-hmm. Luke tells him that he knows what happened. And kind of just was just like, I don't want to talk about this shit. But yeah. then Cassie knocks on the door to give him his wallet that he dropped when they ran into each other earlier. Luke opens the door and Daniel tells him to uh, to not leave her at the door and to let her in. Luke tells her that he uh, he is going to look for a reward to give her. Um, back in the house, Cassie comes in and Daniel is studying her. Just like the way he walks around her. Yeah. And it's just... And he's suave as shit, right? Like you yeah, can yeah. you can tell like he he's really suave with his manner and like the way he presents himself and moves around. You could always confident. Yeah. But you could also tell that it's pretty perverted. 
Oh, for sure. Oh, 100%. Because uh, immediately when she opens the door, he's like, who is this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, you wouldn't, don't leave. Don't like let a, a hot girl not leave your apartment. Or exactly. Like that. Yeah. Like, don't let a pretty lady wait outside or yeah. bring her inside. But even like, and he's done it multiple times when he, he kind of like eyes them and he like kind of looks at like. He studies them. Like yeah. yeah. He'll check Objects. out their ass. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Yeah. Um, so weird. And we later find out why. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we definitely do. Luke gets a uh, gets a one hundred dollar bill, and t- and Daniel tells him uh, to insist that she takes it because she wasn't trying to take it at first. Uh, she takes it and mentions that she will uh, think about him when she buys paint. <laughs> Luke tells her. Uh, Luke asks her if she's a painter, and uh, Daniel tells Luke to say that he is an artist too. He mentions that he is into photography. There you go. Interesting. Let's come back. Right? Yeah, super interesting. So I actually wanted to break this this scene down a little bit here, um, and actually how uncomfortable this scene is because it doesn't sure. seem like it, right? Like it, it seems uncomfortable to the fact that Daniel's like like kind of stalking her in a way and looking at her like she's he's a lion and she's a gazelle. Yeah, <laughs> like <Right? laughs> yeah. like uh, like that's that's very uncomfortable but to break this down in a psychological perspective of how uncomfortable this scene actually is um and i put here while trying to have a conversation with someone and being that you and and excuse me while trying to have a conversation with someone a being that you can't cannot can excuse me a being that you can see but no one else can see is giving you things to say to a person and uh my brother actually since he does suffer from schizophrenia uh this happened to him very frequently. Really? Very frequently. Like, he'll be trying to talk to us, and and we'll be, it'll be like Christmas or whatever, and all the family are there, and we're all trying to have a conversation with each other. And he'll just say something like, like he's like, man, like, you're really loud. Mm. And he's not talking to us. Yeah. yeah. And um, and it, it's, not, it's not much we can really do, except like my, like my aunt and my grandma will just be like, like just go outside. You know, just, you know, go outside, do what you need to do, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it would be certain things that he would say, like when he gets upset and if he's yelling, the thing in his head is yelling even louder. Oh, damn. So like, like you'll even see that in this movie where Daniel's like, la, 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 while he's trying to talk. There's, there's many scenes like that where I'm like, damn, it must really feel like this yeah. for yeah. people that, um, may have this illness. Yeah. And it's crazy. Cause like we're aware of it, mm-hmm. but we, we can't really like really empathize or like really feel what it it's may be like. To. Yeah. yeah. But this movie, and that's why when we opened up with thoughts, I was like, I really appreciate what this movie is yeah. doing. They show mm-hmm. a really good representation of what it must feel like. Exactly. Right. Even exactly. though this movie may not be one that I would watch again. Like I think it's really important. Yeah, yeah, 100%. For there to be films like this. Yeah, you see 100%. that a lot later in the movie when he's like talking about the Bible verse where he's like trying to say his own ideas, but then right. his other self is like yelling at him. It's like, no. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And but I, and I can only imagine that. how scary that must feel. Right. I like, mean, yeah, in, in that scene, we'll get there, but you really yeah. see the look of fear in Lucas's face. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's, it's interesting. And I'm, I'm glad that there is more help to like sustain certain things, certain yeah. pieces. Um, but you notice little things when it comes to like certain people instead of them going full blown talking to themselves, mm-hmm. right? Um, or talking to someone that's not there. Um, well, to us, 
because th- that's the thing where it's it's uh, I hate the saying, but it's just like uh, crazy people don't know they're crazy. Sure, and I, I hate that saying, but it's it's true. Like my brother didn't know he had schizophrenia, and we would tell him that like you're sick and you need help, and he was just like, no, I don't. No, yeah. I'm fine. Like I don't need help, and this is how I see life. Yeah, because which it is. That's how he sees life. I mentioned it earlier, but like in the case of the film for Lucas, it's like this has been a thing since he can remember. Right. Yeah. You know, this so is like, normal. Yeah, this is right. all he's ever known. Yeah, and, and it's just bringing up maybe memories for him or whatever because we don't know how long Daniel hung out with him. It didn't seem like long, but at the same time, like we don't know. Specific triggers in his life. Right. Like traumatic stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, Cassie notices all the blood in the house and Luke tells her that uh, his mom had an accident. Uh, She makes a sly joke about uh, having an accident with a chainsaw and she immediately apologizes and uh, says that like that joke was mean. Sorry. Um, and it was that was me. <laughs> like, damn. Yeah. Uh, Luke tells her that she is fine um, and that she went to the hospital. Daniel tells him that uh, this is good. Act vulnerable. <laughs> but you know what? I actually really like this scene in those portions because it's just like the contrast between the two people. I'm gonna get real here for a second. I've had mm-hmm. thoughts like this not recently, but like in my past, where I'm just sure. like, you know, I'm playing the field or something. <laughs> Sure, yeah, yeah. Putting with a girl. There have been times where I'm like, this is perfect. This is what I could say next. And it's a very back and forth in my head. Sure. Um, And it's scummy. It is. I haven't done it in a long time, but. You don't have to anymore. (laughs) Uh, But it's, I love this scene because of that. Because that back and forth, like, even though what Lucas says. It was actually pretty dope. Yeah. Even though what Lucas said was, like, legitimate, it's, like, those thoughts in his head. Like, yeah. Sometimes you can't control your thoughts. I know I can't control my thoughts, but I know I have a really good filter. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's And that's the most important part. And that's one thing that, that you give props to Luke for. Like, his filter was on fucking point. Yeah. He yeah. knew that Daniel was not real. Yeah. But yet, he couldn't stop it. Which yeah. is which is something so interesting. I, I really, like, underappreciate now that I think about it. Because, like, yeah, it, it really shows that he... He understands this is an imaginary friend. He yeah. even says it himself. Yeah. But it becomes real for him when it's just too much to handle, exactly. when it's overbearing. Yeah. When it when it's certain things just like happening for him time and time and time again. We'll get, we'll definitely get yeah. there. Uh, Cassie invites him to an artist uh, party and leaves. Daniel makes a wise joke about Luke being a photographer now. Uh, he's like, oh, you're a photographer now. Uh, Luke looks around the room and finds a camera to play the part. And it still works. <laughs> um, and we are met with them in this, on, the, on the subway going to the party. And um, I put here Patrick, Patrick Schwarzenegger just looks suave as shit. <laughs> Dude, he looks dope. I was just like, bro, that style is awesome on him. Like, yeah. it really looks good on him. Uh, Luke tells Daniel that he doesn't think it is a good idea, but Daniel assures him that uh, it is because he wasn't there before. Now he is around. Cassie comes out, outside yelling at some girl about to crack her in the head with a bottle. Meanwhile, <laughs> Daniel asks Luke if he can defuse, uh, if he can defuse it and gives him the confidence to go in there and try. Luke taps taps her shoulder, about to, and she's right about to hit him with the bottle. She realizes who it is and greets him instead. She uh, gives her friend one last fuck off and walks the other way, inviting Luke to come uh, to come with her. Cut to Luke and Cassie to her studio loft. She in her apartment's 
fucking dope. Nice. It is. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's big. sick. Uh, she, New York? Poof. Yeah, awesome. seriously. Yeah. yeah, those artist lofts are so tight. There's one in Oakland that's just like super legit that I've always wanted to just like live in for a day. <laughs> just a day. Um, uh, da, 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 da. She is talking to Luke about real artists, like going on this huge rant while Luke is looking at her installation. I, I forgot what it was called, like Cat, 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 cat Box world? or something like that. Oh, oh yeah. I think it was like Cat Box. It was like a toilet. Uh, yeah. Daniel is walking around the room and calls over to Luke to look at something that she created. It is a painting on the ground, and Luke uh, compliments it. Cassie tells him uh, that it's a picture of her dad. Luke is still trying to hand her compliments, but Cassie comes up with an idea to destroy her installment that Luke was first staring at. While destroying her shit, Daniel tells Luke uh, to get his camera to start taking pictures. She asks him if he would like to come destroy it with her. Uh, cut to them destroying the piece and Daniel jumping and cheering in the background. It's just, it's wild. Yeah. And it's bonkers where it's just like, God, I'm just, I'm letting my hair down. Yeah. And I'm sure that's honestly how it feels when you're not taking drugs for your condition. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I, I'm not going to lie. Like when my brother used to take pills, he doesn't, he doesn't anymore. He takes a, he takes a shot now. Um, but when he took pills, like he was a fucking zombie. I would imagine like, so. Dude, he was, I was just like, yep, my brother wasn't there before. My brother's still not here. Like yeah. there's, there's no happy medium here. Um, and he would he would have this thing where he would shake, and my mom has it um, because of because of the pills. And sure. it initially that's that's just one thing that they would do. They would just shake, and it it would be uncontrolling. Mm-hmm. And like even when they're writing, like they'll they'll write pretty wild. But it's 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 a really interesting side effect that's uh, with those drugs. You also get pretty chunky. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. You get super chunky. I didn't know that. Uh, Luke and Daniel is coming off of the subway train, and Luke is telling Daniel um, how to cool, how uh, to be cool. Oh, excuse me. How cool he thinks Cassie is. Uh, Daniel is telling him that he is living in a mental prison that he needs to break out and live. Then he compares him to William Blake and his dictations. Luke asks him, why is he here? And Daniel tells him that he is here because Luke is here, and he is a part of him. Luke says that he is insane, but tells him that he is not insane, but awake. I was like, you woke, bruh. You woke. <laughs> and then you get the subway transition where right. it really made me think Jacob's Ladder. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, and I even put here, I was like, this is actually pretty deep. Um, seeing my, and seeing my brother realizing his sickness is what it is and um, uh, and what it is doing in, to his surroundings. Uh, and it actually definitely made it a little hard for me to watch, but. I stuck through. Back on another train, Luke is trying to study but passes out. Daniel starts reading his book that he is trying to study. Cut to Luke taking his exam. Um, not doing too hot. He looks over at Daniel in the class, and Daniel just gets up and takes his shirt off. I was like, all right. I was like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, he's like getting undressed, like super slow. Yeah. He's like taking his shirt, like looking at him, staring at him. I was like, uncomfortable. I was but... like, this is weird. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> but he actually has the answers on his body, and he's like t- showing him every single answer. Um, I am very curious if he passed. So, yeah, I think that was the main point there because you even right. see. Cause, yeah, because he, he like knocks out on the train, right? Like, yeah, he so you're out. like, how does he, how does he actually. If Daniel is a part of Lucas's mind, how does he actually have those answers written on Daniel's body? But at the same time, you see the scene right after of Lucas writing his answers, looking up at Daniel 
and then looking back at his paper and doing it back and forth. And you even see his professor looking at like, what are you looking at? Looking at? Yeah. Yeah. And we never find out if he passes or not. For all we nope. know, he could have completely failed. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he could have completely failed. He could have but in his, smiley faces on the table. In his mind, he was like, oh, sick. I, I got the answers. all the answers. This is great. Yeah. And he's also laughing, too. Like He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we get a glimpse of the classroom without Daniel just to show us uh, how it really looks to the average person. Cut to Luke and Daniel in his dorm room, and Daniel is messing with his roommate Richard while he sleeps. Uh, he calls out to him uh, multiple times. He's like, Richard. Then he screams his name, Richard. Yeah. And he doesn't wake up. Yeah. But Luke has the idea and tells Daniel, he's like, I think he needs a good scare and puts a mask on and starts hissing. Yeah. And then he scares him. And I was like, this is great. Uh, Luke falls on the ground hysterical, and then Daniel falls on top of him Daniel's laughing as laugh well. Is so funny here. Right. It really is. He like, Whittles his fingers. Yeah, together. he's like, oh. <laughs> so funny. You got him. <laughs> yeah, it. It's funny because it kind of reminds me of George. Kind of reminds me of George. Once again, we get a shot of Daniel uh, not really being there, and Richard looking confused as fuck. Right. He's right. like, "What the fuck is going on here? This is weird." Luke and Daniel are in a photo developing uh, room processing some of Luke's photos. Cut to them both at the party. Luke is walking around the room while Daniel is surveying women um, and he spots uh, Sophie. Yeah. And he starts like really going over towards Sophie and he starts like listening to her, right? And uh, giving Luke things to say. Yeah. Uh, Daniel gives him some cliff notes to track the woman and Luke takes it from there. Luke asks if Sophie is uh, studying film, but she says that... uh, I watch film. I study psychology. Mm -hmm. And I thought this was actually super interesting that she studies psychology. She needs to learn more because she definitely was not catching cues. (laughs) She definitely was not catching cues. That totally went over my head. You're totally right on that. Damn, how you psychology major but yeah you didn't catch well, shit yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, right off the bat because he even asked like what do you think I'm thinking of it's like oh you think I look like this person it's like right exactly it's like not at all no <laughs> not at all he humors her and ask uh ask her what is he thinking and she uses the pickup line that he used to pick t- uh back at him uh Luke takes her picture um and she like actually moves into a different set of light right and she's like oh no take it over here this, yeah, is, this better. is better yeah. um and then she Which was just facts. like just gives him her digits and I was like, baller. And she was smooth like, with uh, it, too. She's like, send me this photo because you can't send it now, right? Yeah, so. exactly. And I was just like, what? Swag. Uh, <laughs> Luke starts uh, drinking, and Daniel was convincing him to do more and more and more. She's like, chug, chug, chug. While drinking, Luke sees Sophie again, and they start making out on the couch. I don't know if this is real or not, if this is really happening. I assume it is. I, I believe so it's too. real. Yeah, yeah, I believe it's real um, just because she didn't leave the party. Yeah. Yeah, she just she just walked, walked away. away. Yeah, she was just all right. Conversation done. You got my number. I'm I'm a you know fuck around so over here now. <laughs> what, I, what I saw it as was like they're both more intoxicated because the night has gone on. Yeah, Whereas, sure. that's how I saw it. Yeah, the party it was just, just starting earlier. Yeah. yeah, he even like offers a shot to Daniel, right? And you know, Daniel's just like, you know, I can't touch those things. <laughs> <laughs> two shots for you. Two shots for me. Wait, four shots for me. Yep. Uh, he is shit-faced and uh, wakes up on the couch and runs upstairs to throw up in the bathroom. After throwing up, he passes out again. Daniel starts touching Luke to see if he can actually physically touch him. Uh, he, and he can. And Daniel grabs a straight razor while controlling Luke's hand and brings it up to his neck to role-play what happened to Luke and his mom. 
This I is have... when you know. It's just like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, now that I think about this scene, I'm like, because at this point I'm watching the movie and I'm like, Daniel's someone real to Lucas, but I didn't realize later on it's, you know, it is Lucas. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think about it, the context of seeing it from an outside perspective of what was happening in that bathroom and intoxicated. He was, he yeah, he just, he just grabbed himself. it. Yeah. yeah, he just grabbed it and relived it himself. Yeah. 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 It's super fucked up because here's the thing. The movie makes it seem like Daniel can jump from body to body, mm-hmm. which maybe, but at the same time, schizophrenia is schizophrenia and Correct. schizophrenia is initially the same for most people mm-hmm. who have the condition. Um, it's just something, it's just how their brains are wired. Exactly. And going back to those, uh, those vortex storms we were talking about. Yeah, the cosmic storm. Yeah. It's the abyss, the, the electric storms in our brains, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. It's, it's your ions and shit. Exactly. I don't know. I probably made that fucking shit up. I don't know. What's I'm sure it's brain. probably connected neurons. to neurons, neurons, ions, Neutrons. That's in there. <laughs> I think he also suffers from multiple personality disorder. Um, that's usually with schizophrenia, yes. that's yeah. typically the case, right? Yeah, it's it. So it can it's be. Common, my but not my yeah. mom doesn't have a uh, split personality, but my brother does. Yeah, and I think, um, but yeah, and I think that's what Daniel is, and they reinforce it through like him dialogue, his shadow, yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Through dialogue, they're always like, "Oh, there's like this darkness about you," or "Do you ever feel like there's another side of you that?" Is the real you slam me with that? Yeah, like, I think Correct. Sophie later on in the tunnels keeps saying, "It's like, why are you telling me this? Like, mm-hmm. no, there's don't you have a dark side? You have this." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, yeah." It, when when Daniel kind of jumps back and forth with Luke, it reminds me of Split yeah. a little bit. Um, not not as well done as Split, but it does remind me of Split, like where he's switching characters and things like that. I'll definitely say a lot more creative. Split. Oh, very much more. Very over. much more creative. Oh, yeah. James McAvoy just, he nailed it though. <laughs> but no, de- definitely a lot more He's creative. <laughs> yeah, he definitely does. Uh, Luke slightly moves and Daniel drops his hand to drop the straight razor before he wakes up. And, and Daniel actually backs away and he looks petrified of Luke. Like, like, oh, like, I'm not strong enough yet. Like, you could still make me go away. I'm going to chill out a little bit. I liked hearing your perspective on that because I was wondering, what was that? Yeah. yeah. What was that? That's how I saw it. It's just like I'm not strong enough yet. Like you could still make me go away. Like, I need okay. to be here a little bit longer. Yeah, because like in in the earlier stages of all of this of the rekindled friendship, Daniel's like, "Let me be a good friend for you. Let me yeah create this codependency between us." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and that's why I, I pictured it as like I'm not strong enough because that, that's the thing. Like schizophrenia starts off really small, right? I didn't know sure. that. Yeah. So it does. Yeah. So it it doesn't just like. First, like you, the, the, you pick up on little things. Um, like for example, I'll, I'll just use my brother. Um, he, when when we knew something was going on with him, uh, he was incredibly religious, hmm. and that's all of a sudden. Or no, we we've always been a, a semi-religious family, okay. but all of a sudden, like he would just kind of start talking Bible verses to you and this, this and that. And then he had ambitions Mm -hmm. and normal ambitions at first. Like, you know, first it started off with college. Yeah. Okay. I want to go to college. Yeah. That's, that's doable. Yeah. Yeah, Great. That, that makes sense. Uh, Then it would be, I want to be a hairdresser. Yeah, totally. That makes total sense. Yeah. 
by all means, do that. Then uh, I want to own my own shop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This still makes sense. Um, but it's more so going to the fact of like, I don't just want to own my own shop. It's like, how are you going to own your own shop? Mm. And they don't, and that's the thing he doesn't think he'd never thought of the how he would just say like, this is what I'm going to do. Um, and then it, we knew something was really up when he actually, um, thought of, he like changed it from being a salon to a mall. Like I'm going to own a mall Mm. and I'm going to build my own mall. And this is what I'm going to have on the third floor. This is what I'm going to have on the fourth floor. That's initially how it was. And and you would sit there and try your best to humor him. But it it would definitely be tough because you're just like, bro, like you're spouting and I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) So that's when we knew like something was kind of up. And it wasn't until he ran away from college is when we knew it was just like, okay something's really going on Damn. yeah that's um, tough. yeah he he joined a fraternity and um <clears throat> when he joined this fraternity uh, i'm not gonna name the fraternity uh he got hazed pretty bad mm-hmm. pretty bad when he ran away uh he lost his scholarship so we had to he had to start paying for college out of pocket and all this other shit um but when he came back the fraternity for his punishment for running away they branded him Oh, what the fuck? I don't yeah, fuck with fraternities. Up, yeah, I've always hated either. fraternities I've always and sororities yeah. and all that. I've always have. They branded them three times. Uh, and what school is this? <laughs> it was Fisk, Fisk University. Uh, but they branded them three times. And um, when he got branded, Fisk University is in uh, Tennessee. Mm. And um, they branded him three times with K's. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what the fuck? That was it. Yeah. So that was one of the things where it really sent him off on the deep end. And we just knew that's one shit. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's super fucked up. Um, He got like a shit ton of tattoos. You just cover everything up. But yeah, it's pretty wild. You can see him every now and then. But cut to Luke and Daniel on the beach. Uh, Luke is lying down on a banister and he asks Daniel, how does the water feel while he walks through it? And Daniel cutely says, I can't feel anything. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, They are looking at the photos that Luke has taken. Luke says that he's trying to connect with people and empathize with them more. Uh, Luke and Cassie are hanging out, taking pictures in school buses and chilling in libraries. And I, I thought this was actually adorable. Mm. Like, this was so fun. Like, the things they were doing, breaking into shit. And I was like, this is cool. Yeah. This, is, this is definitely something I can see David nice and Bella doing. Jumping seats on the bus. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> For a good use of, like, a short amount of time, it really builds that relationship. It makes you yeah. want to care that there's something like between they're on the same page. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. great together. They have fantastic chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic chemistry. It and and I think well. it, it's, it's good for the film because it, it kind of plays, it gives a voice for those that may have been romantically involved with people with 100%. schizophrenia and like how, what like attracts them to those people mm-hmm. at first and like how things start tumbling downhill. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's well done. Yeah. You, it, it seems like, some of them are attracted to just brokenness. Yeah, and yeah, that's, that's a reality of like when it comes to people and relationships. Like right. that is definitely, definitely true. Yeah, one hundred percent. Cassie picks up a book and it's where the wild things are. Um and she's always said that she's always wanted to be a wild thing. I was like, 
Me too, actually. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. Do you guys remember the Metreon back in the day when they had the yes. wild things uh, on like the very like top floor? floor? Oh, yeah. dude. Yeah, I remember that. That shit was so much fun. God, bring it it's back. It's like a faint memory. Yeah, that was that was awesome. That was so much fun. Uh, Daniel reads, uh, starts reading the book out loud, and Luke starts reciting it back to her. Um, back back and forth from the buses in the library, Luke is trying to impress uh, Cassie with the help of Daniel. Cassie grabs one more book, the Bible. Luke tells her that uh, it like this is easy, and uh, and looks to Daniel behind her. Daniel says Exodus twenty, so he repeats it. And then they begin, but Luke stops and tries to make her laugh with a different story. But Daniel continued while, intimid- while intimidatingly moving towards Luke. Daniel says, And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. And you shall not bow down or worship them, for I am your God. And you shall have no other God before me. And uh, he's shouting it. He's shouting yeah. it. He's screaming yeah, he's it, screaming it he's while shaking. walking. It's like I set him. you free. I'm your god. Basically yeah, is what he's saying. Yeah, and it it's super intense. Oh, for sure. And like, I think you you nailed it, Freddie. Like, I think that's exactly what he means. Like, I'm the one who set you free. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who's doing this for you. You like you're fucking in this listen moment to me. With this girl because of me. Exactly. Like How without you me, you wouldn't be here. Now. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. But uh, Luke has the greatest response. He just looks at him blankly and says, amen. Yep. And I'm like, fuck. And I got chills from that scene. Right. Like, that scene is incredible. And you don't really know the range of their acting until this point. Mm, like, like, it, like, it wasn't to this point where I was just like, yeah, yeah. this motherfucker got range, dog. <laughs> oh, my God. Like father like son. Uh, what? Oh, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger range? You, you think? Okay. All Sometimes. right. Okay. Come with me if you want to live. No, no. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> A lot of range there. You know he only had like 14 lines in that movie? Uh, he'll be back. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> back at really, Cassie's Lump. He was like in um, the uh, daughter, father, zombie movie, right? He was supposed to be like really good in that too. Oh, Maggie? I think so. That uh, movie was not good. Never mind. <laughs> I'll take it back. Yeah, that was with uh, Al- uh, Abigail Breeson. And him, he was oh. he was the father. And I think it was called Maggie. I thought he was supposed to be really good in it. Uh, he was okay. I, I don't know. I feel like he would be great if he spoke in his own language. But I wonder. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it, it's really distracting sometimes. What if, what if he's just a bad actor, even in his <laughs> just in general his native language? Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it was like, it might be. he's just he's just hella buff. <laughs> They're like, dude, strong man. Yeah. What, what if he doesn't even speak German? He's just like, <laughs> what if he's forgotten? Yeah. He's just like, yeah. I. He has a, like an American accent <laughs> when he speaks German. Oh my fucking God. That would be so funny. Um, Dude, do you guys, re- governor. Do you guys remember uh, Sabine? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sabine is awesome. Sabine is but amazing. you know she speaks German. She's Austrian. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I did not know. It's funny because when she speaks, uh, when she speaks German, she makes like a a very typical German. Like if you're trying to fake it, oh. <laughs> like yeah, like yeah, that's like and that's how she sounds yeah, with it. And yeah. I'm just like it is hilarious. But <laughs> man, she walks very heavily. <laughs> Shout out to Arnold for the one time for Golden Globe nominee for best performance by an actor in the movie Junior. 
I don't think I've seen that one. Junior sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah. I think that's when he gets pregnant. What? He gets pregnant? I'm pretty sure. All right. We're off tangent. Well, while, while you are looking <laughs> at that, we'll go back on tangent. Back at Cassie's loft, Daniel is starting to... That is hilarious. No thanks. Freddie just showed us. <laughs> Daniel is staring... <laughs> Wait, we gotta address it. Freddie just... With Danny DeVito. Freddie just oh showed us God. a movie poster of Junior, and it's just a pregnant Man. male stomach. Fantastic. Well, one, one assume was a male stomach. It's wearing a tuxedo. Well, is, that, sure. is that not the first... Because he did another movie oh, with Danny DeVito. Oh, yeah. He's pregnant. That's He's hilarious. Pregnant. What was the other movie he did with Danny nominee? DeVito? I don't know. Uh, Tw- oh. Twins? No, I don't Probably know. Twins. I think Is that so. it? I just know yeah. the movie when he goes to Mars. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Wow. Total Recall. Total Recall. Oh, oh Total Recall. Yes, yes, yes. Total Recall. Total Recall is awesome. Yeah, total Recall is <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger still is not on, great. Mr. Freeze. Batman. <laughs> Right. Back at Classy's Love, Daniel is staring with absolute craze at Luke and Cassie. Luke sits Cassie down and shows her his photos. Daniel gets up and starts walking towards her canvas. Cassie gets up and tells him that uh, he deserves to be immortalized. Daniel corrects her by saying we. Luke speaks um, to her and uses I again, and Daniel is not fucking happy about that. He's he like not. stares at him as soon as yeah. he says I. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, okay, you're disobeying me. I'm going to do something. You're disregarding <laughs> him. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cassie asks him to take his shirt off, and she gets to work on his painting while Daniel uh, walks around. Uh, Cassie turns the painting around to show him, and Luke asks her, what is that thing standing behind, or behind him in the painting? She says it is like his shadow, his hidden self. Daniel, behind the door, bends down to look at Luke whilst, while he smells Cassie. Luke, confused, asks if, if she uh, can physically see it. She sits next to him and kisses him, and they go to her bed and continue going further. While having sex, Daniel is standing above them watching. How uncomfortable. Yeah. How uncomfortable. Uh, we see yet another image of, of that cosmic storm. Then we cut to the dollhouse and Daniel screaming for someone to help him. In the background, you can hear an um, iMessage is going off, and we uh, startle awake with Luke and Daniel sending messages to Sophie. And Luke, or Daniel, once again, kind of gets scared when he wakes up, right? He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, but super interesting. Uh, she knocks on the door. Luke opens it, and they and there she is with her friend, Michaela. Uh, Luke, confused to why she is at her, in his dorm room, Daniel whispers that they have been texting. Uh, Luke, Richard, Sophie, and Michaela start doing lines of cocaine. And I'm just like, damn, like, what the fuck? You are, <laughs> good luck with your psychology degree. <laughs> uh, Richard is blabbing on and on, and uh, Daniel yells that he is tired of him. Daniel uh, tells Luke that uh, Richard reminds him of these guys and points at the book. Then Luke gets another flash of the faceless creatures. Yeah. And those dudes are scary. So, what book was he pointing at? I don't know, but. We see that picture later. Yeah, we do. Um, and, and when we do, I'm like, did I miss something? Like, what is the significance of this? this no, it just, it just shows Daniel's true form. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I saw that. Yeah. 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 But I, I don't think he missed anything. But the most, the thing that I've noticed that was really interesting in the picture was uh, Daniel's true form is eating another person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's like that's how he kind of gets his fix. He's consuming people. And then also, I think there's a. Angels depicted as like women, and there's right. demons like around them as yeah. well. Yeah, 
It, it's a very interesting shot. Yeah. I had to pause it and like really look at it. It was very, very interesting. I think interesting. I went back and looked at it yeah. too. Uh, Richard gets up and tells them that he has a great idea. He takes them to a tunnel underneath the city and they are running uh, through it while Daniel walks behind him. Luke and Sophie make it to an area that is furnished. Okay, not weird at all. I would not be in there if I went underground and there's a fucking furnished room, but okay. <laughs> uh, once alone, Sophie asks him if he if he feels like he is uh, ever ever losing his true self. Luke starts going on about hearing a voice, Daniel in his head, and he can't make it stop. Daniel starts telling him to kiss her and stop thinking about Cassie. Um, and it, it's crazy because in this moment, like, he's really trying to confide in her. And one, she doesn't want to listen. Yeah, she just want to fuck. Yeah, she's just like, yeah. bro, pants down. Let's get it in. <laughs> uh, Sophie brings his attention back to her and starts kissing him. But he stops to tell her that he is a lightweight and needs a second. And he's talking about the drugs that he just took. Pulled over into a corner, Daniel tells him that he can take over for him and that it's not, and if he's feeling guilty and that it's not cheating if he's doing it. Yeah. When I heard this, I'm like, what does this mean? <laughs> what do you mean, take over? Oh, man. Daniel grabs his head and starts to switch his body in the most grotesque way. It's like his hand kind of goes in his skin, first and foremost. Yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Yeah. Um, and when he does that, their f- faces literally are intertwining yep. together. And Switching out. Yeah. And it's kind of like worms, and they're just literally switching spots. I thought this was sick. I thought it was gnarly. so fucking cool looking. Yeah. I thought I thought of Prince when I was oh, watching thanks. this. I'm like, like he dude. probably loves this scene. Yeah, I was like, this is that the reason why horror. Prince loves this movie. This particular scene. Am I right? It's one of them. Yeah. It's definitely one of them. Body horror is one of my my favorite genres, just because it's the most misunderstood genre, but mm-hmm. it's the most. It's the most sophisticated genre of horror to me, um, besides psychological horror in general. But I love body horror. I find it fascinating as shit. Like the fly, fucking the thing. The thing. Yeah, it's it's so much great body horror out there. Uh, We would definitely be visiting some of the body horror stuff. (laughs) Don't worry. Don't worry. Just, just you wait, boys. Just you wait. (laughs) (laughs) Once swapped, Daniel goes back over to Sophie to have sex with her. Luke is telling Daniel to stop it, but Daniel continues. And this is fucking like a, a aggressive. Yeah, violent aggressive. scene, kind of. Like, it's really hard to watch in a way. She's, like, into it, though. She's super yeah. into it's it. Because like she... she's like, oh, we're doing this, and she just starts kissing him. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's tell... very animalistic. Yeah. She likes it rough, and with Daniel, yes, it's animalistic. I think this is probably the first time he's gotten into fuck. Like, Daniel has gotten into fuck, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's like... It's a dark side to him. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. a power move. Yeah, for it's, sure. Exactly. Seriously, it is a power yeah. move. And it yeah. makes the viewer, it made me as a viewer, uncomfortable. Yeah. And I, I think that's the point. I think it is too. Yeah. It, it, it's very interesting. Uh, you know what I just realized? Do you know where Cassie's from? No. Have you ever seen American Honey? With Shia I've LaBeouf? Seen the trailer. Oh, I know exactly. She's the girl in American Honey. I don't remember. Yeah. The movie, but I remember her with Shia LaBeouf, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, she was the girlfriend. Yeah, I yeah also but it was saw... about her. Because I was like, dude, she looks so familiar. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 I had to look that. it up because it was bothering me in my head just now. I was like, you know she, I've I recognize seen her, from? her. What? My worst movie of last year. Hellboy. She's in that? Yeah, she is. Who is she? I think she plays... She's uh, a fire chick? I think so, yeah. Stupid. That's where I recognized her. I was like, oh, I've seen you before. Oh, no. And it was probably from that trailer, for that movie, and then I was like... I looked her up. I was like, 
Oh, she's a Hellboy. That sucks. Wow. <laughs> uh, he tells him that he wants his body back, and when he tries to get his body back, his wrist literally separates from his body, and he starts fucking screaming. Ugh. I actually don't understand that part. I, I just think it was control. Yeah. Like, he didn't have any control. Yeah. And, and I think it was Daniel yeah, just was just like, don't touch me. Physically hurt him to try. Yeah. yeah. In his mind. Yeah. Uh, Luke is on the ground crying for his body. Meanwhile, Sophie is showing Daniel his picture, and it is Luke. <gasps> and just, he's like kind of smirking. He's like, hey. <laughs> like he's, he's like hella sweaty. Hella sweaty. Richard comes back down to see uh, if, they are, are, if they are ready to leave. Daniel goes up to him holding the phone's camera um, up at his face and Richard smacks it out of his hand and Daniel starts beating the fucking shit out of him. For why? Real. Oh, okay, why did Daniel hold a light up to his face like that? To start a problem. That's what yeah. I thought. Okay, yeah. I'm glad I'm... Yeah, literally... You just set up with this dude. He's yeah. like, fuck this guy. I'm gonna get him back. Yeah, yeah literally just to start a problem because that's what he wanted. He, he wanted to physically destroy this kid. Dude, that guy is ripped and he fucked him up. Yeah, bro. I'm oh, thinking of real. Lucas like fucking him up with those... Bro. <laughs> Weak ass looking arm. Uh, right? Seriously. <laughs> uh, Sophie smacks. <laughs> I know, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie, uh, Sophie breaks a chair on his back, and uh, uh, Luke is back in his own body right after that. He's just like, oh shit, fuck. We cut to Luke and Daniel sitting in the hospital. Uh, they are having a conversation on how Luke can get kicked out of school for this, and Daniel tells him that he is uh, setting him up, he is setting him up, or he is setting him free just just like he told him he was going to do. Luke tells him that he is going to close his eyes and count to three, then he will be gone. This is why I chose this movie. Oh, really? Because yes. this scene happened, I'm like, I know what's going to happen. This is really funny. Yeah. That he really thinks he's going to be gone. Right. There's an hour left of the movie. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when he starts to count, Daniel just moves closer to his face, smiling, yeah. and says three. I love it. I fucking love that scene I so much. And it's so spine tingling where it's just like, because the way he did it, he looks so maniacal. Yeah, so yeah. sinister. So, sure. so sinister. And the first time I saw this movie going through its rounds for the festivals, um, that was the only picture we saw was really? that. That picture of him looking at Luke, and it was like that for months, and I wanted to see this movie so bad from just that image. Oh, damn. <laughs> um, I love that kind of attitude that Daniel has. I actually yeah. like Daniel as a person. Uh, or not, Sorry, not as a person. I like Daniel's as a character. Damn, Daniel. I like Daniel's character. It's just entertaining to watch. And His arc is fascinating. Yeah, it's just it's just fun to watch i don't like yeah. him as a character i need to reiterate yep. that um but it's just he's entertaining and it's charming in a bad way sure yeah no that makes sense yeah that makes a lot of sense uh luke luke lets him know that since he imagined him he can make him go away they head back to his mom's house and luke tries to get him into the dollhouse once again but daniel is not going back in luke visits his mom at the psychiatric facility um and I'm, this place is actually really fucking nice yeah. it looks really nice i got a koi pond <laughs> oh, yeah. like, bro, y'all saw that? Like, coin yeah, pond. Yeah. Um, and do you, do you guys know the the terminology of when you get classified as fifty one fifty? Like, what what happens? Yeah, yeah, you get detained. You get detained. Do you know how for long, for how long? No, seventy two hours. Gotcha. So you're detained for seventy two hours, and when you are detained during that time, they're going through a bunch of tests and things like that. Um, the reason why most mental illness patients do not get help anymore is because of Ronald Reagan who 
literally had every single psychiatric facility closed down. Granted, not all of them were great, but yeah. a lot of them do help. But that is one of the reasons why we have an actual homeless mental illness problem in America to this day. Yeah. So thanks that. <laughs> thanks for that. Reaganomics. He asked her, when did, when did all this start? By the way, I know mainly all of that because my mom was turned away because of this going on. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Uh, then we got the war on drugs. Another story. Yeah. <laughs> and Claire, there's, there's a lot we could go. Oh into. yeah, well, we could go deep as fuck. Um, and Claire tells him that she was uh, 20, trying to burn down a radio station. So that's when she found out something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, she starts telling him that uh, it was awful and and wonderful at the same time until it was just awful because pretty much she felt free until it was controlling her. Mm-hmm. Daniel interrupts and sa- and says it is because she was doing it. Uh, she wasn't doing it right. She didn't just go into it. She right. didn't accept the darkness. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck, Sheesh. man. Luke makes a sigh at this, and Claire notices that something is going on with him. He asks if she if she knew that this could ha- can happen to him, um, and she tells him that she didn't know it, um, it would pass down to him. Luke starts tapping his leg rapidly while daniel comes up next to him and tells him that it is time to say goodbye to mommy (laughs) uh she is trying to trying her best to save her son and get him help but she is taken away from the staff because they think um she is having another episode daniel says that he wishes they killed her when they had the chance while she is being taken away you know what the fucking dark fucked up part about that is what that's part of lucas saying that yep yeah, and that's sad. Yeah, it really is, and that's it, crazy. It, it yeah. re- and what also makes that really suck is that she is in this facility. Yet she's getting help, but she's still in this facility. And gosh, like I can only imagine how you feel in there. Oh, yeah. for sure. Because like, there was another movie that I had on our list, um, but I took it away based off of uh, how things have been going with our podcasts of us getting guests and things like that lately. Um, but I had a movie on our list called Unsane. Have you heard of this? Sounds familiar. Isn't that like shot with an iPhone? And it I was don't, like about I a don't girl know. In the insane Maybe. Um, it, she's not insane, but... Well, well her, the movie. whole thing is that she gets a restraining order on this man. And uh, the when she starts seeing him again, uh, the police think she's um, having a psychotic break. Mm. So they put her in this facility, mm. and the man that was stalking her works there. I was expecting that. Why is this something? Yeah. God. Unsane's right. fucking insane. Yeah. That's literally... <laughs> this, this is the movie. Yeah, the film, with a, the film a was shot iPhone. in just 10 days and it was shot with an iPhone 7 Plus. Dope. In 4K. It looks great. Filmic Pro. It that, looks great. It's insane. kind of shit terrifies me. It's yeah. so weird because it's like I, I don't get scared of the thought of things happening to me but things happening to those that are vulnerable. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's an interesting uh, one. Luke walks out of there to see Braun. He tells him that he can't keep feeling this way while packing, while pacing back and forth. We cut back and forth from him seeing his doctor and trying to explain things to Sophie. She tells him that he shouldn't be on campus, and Daniel comes up behind uh, behind her to to show Luke uh, what he really wants to do to her, <laughs> and he imaginarily slits her throat, and blood splatters all over oh, Luke's uh, face, and he starts to scream. Is, I wasn't expecting this. Is done. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and I like that it, it was fast. Surprise. It saved it's very it quick. too. Yeah. Like it's like 
we're not going to overuse this. We're going to use it one time, so it's really effective. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, Sophie tells him that he is out of his fucking mind and tries to walk away. Luke grabs her and she pepper sprays the shit out of him. Back with Braun and Daniel's on the couch mocking Luke. Luke yells at him to shut the fuck up and Braun tells him that um, this isn't him. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, no fucking shit, dude. Yeah. This is your fault. Like, this is yeah. your fault, bro. You open Pandora's like, box. Yes, you asshole. Like, what the fuck? Thinking this is going to help me? <laughs> you made it worse. Motherfucker. Um, but I, I like the scene, too, because Bron does feel responsible. That's why he's yeah. still trying to help him, not because it's his patient. He, like, legit is just like, fuck, okay, yeah. I need to really try to help this guy. house call afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, come on. Uh, he tells him that Daniel can't uh, can control his body now. Baron tells him that he uh, that he, um, he hurt somebody, and what has he done? Meanwhile, Cassie gets the photos of Luke coked out of his mind, um, and then we switch back, um, and he tells Bron that he tried to kill his mom when he was a kid, and he mentions that he um, that uh, he is just like her. Daniel tells him that he is nothing like her; he is far more interesting. Hmm. quick cut to luke um is checking out books at the library about dealing with schizophrenia back with braun and luke is asking for his help um and that he has he wants him gone braun lets him know that uh medication may help him another quick cut to the library and luke noticing the uh the pictures that were sent to cassie he asks if daniel is responsible of this but we cut um we cut to luke sleeping um and Daniel trying to open his mouth to get back inside to gain control. Luke wakes up screaming um, to leave him alone. Back to Bron's office, and Daniel is uh, intimidating a cuckoo clock towards Luke. (laughs) (laughs) I was laughing during this moment. Oh, my gosh. And this is wild. And that's the thing, like... Like, granted, yes, like you, you were laughing at it and, and, and things like that. But if we really break down how this editing is and mm-hmm. things like that, it is so very anxious. Ride. It is yep. yeah. going, 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 going. And a lot of it is out of context, but it kind of brings us back. Exactly. It kind of brings it back to it. It helps you empathize with someone that may be experiencing something similar. Yeah, and exactly. It's, it's done so well. I keep saying that, but it's just as plain and simple as like, it's just done very well. And it's, it comes from a place where someone has really taken the time to understand this illness and what it could feel like for someone. Absolutely. But that into film. Oh yeah. yeah. 100%. That's the one big factor about this movie. It has a really good direction. The director yeah. does a really good job. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's fantastic, yeah. man. Good job on him. Uh, Luke tells him that he wants him gone. Luke has the pills and Daniel tells him um, not to take the pills. Uh, he takes it and Daniel fakes that he is choking and then scares Luke. We get a montage of Daniel's, uh, Daniel, Creatures, Luke, the smoothie that almost killed Claire, and the Cosmic Storm shit again. Luke wakes up from all, all of these flashes and looks at an old newspaper article of the slang at the coffee shop. Um, Daniel says that he that it was quite a spectacle with all of that blood. Fuck, man. Jesus Christ. Luke shows up at Percy's house knocking on his door. The man who killed those people um, and um, and himself, uh, it is his father. Luke tells him that he saw his son, John, dead that day. Percy lets him know that uh, they start they start discussing what he saw. Luke tells him that Luke tells him that he thinks John and him are similar and is wondering how he found out something was wrong with him. Percy tells him that they tried to medicate him and he was better for a while, but then he wasn't. 
Um, drawing, drawings, drawings were the only thing that seemed to calm him down. Luke asks if he if he can look at some of the drawings, and Percy tells him um, that there are some on the fridge. While Luke is going to do that, Percy picks up the phone and starts dialing nine one one. Um, and I guess it was nine one one because they said he was talking to the cops. Well, but they yeah, never it was for sure nine one one because you can hear him just dial three numbers. Okay, so you yeah. did hear that because yeah. I didn't. I couldn't know, tell either. I didn't know until Daniel said it. Had said, you know, he's calling. He's on the phone with the cops right now, right? Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, they probably just kept him on the phone. It would have been interesting to see the cops take him, right? To yeah, see yeah. what would happen. I to think would have led. I think yeah. this gentleman is just afraid of this random person that came into his house that and said who, he's just like your son that yeah. killed a bunch of people yeah exactly exactly and i don't but, blame him shit but uh, i think at the same time he sees he's thinking of his too. son he's being empathetic and he's like i want to get this person to help and yeah who are you going to call in that moment when this is all happening in the moment right ghostbusters yeah i ain't afraid of no ghost except for that one <laughs> meanwhile luke is looking at the at the drawing on the fridge looks like uh, a blobby castle with a man and spiky hair standing on top of it and a little kid holding a shovel in front of the blob castle luke goes back to ask percy if john had an imaginary friend and percy says when he was a kid sure percy asks him for, uh um, Percy asks for him to sit down, but Luke doesn't want to, but Percy tells him uh, that he will show him more uh, of John's drawings. By this time, Daniel was now present, watching and waiting for Luke, because he wasn't there at first. I mean, well, we couldn't see him at first, right? Uh, he shows him some more drawings that get more and more morbid. Luke goes through, and the figure he saw in the Flash is wearing the red suit in one of them, a more clear representation of the creature's face, and lastly, a drawing that says both Daniel and John's name. When I saw this, I was like, yo, Daniel is real. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel is real. <laughs> Percy asks him what, he's, uh, what he thinks he is going to do. Luke ignores him and looks at the last drawing with an intense grip while looking at the drawing daniel tells him that percy has the cops on the phone luke demands to see the see his phone and starts grabbing the drawings to get the fuck out of there percy uh tries uh stopping him and is telling him that he can help him um try to get help and luke is trying to explain uh the man in the drawings as daniel while trying to explain the images to percy daniel is la la lying as loud as he can to distract him uh, this uh, this scene is really fucking intense. Yeah, this is such an intense scene. I thought something was gonna happen to that dude. I you did too. So? Yeah. Um, but this scene's also really well acted. Yeah. Oh, God sure. damn, like everyone was on, like holding their own. Like I can only imagine how it was shooting this. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh. I, it's a, such a good touch too with the with Daniel's Lala lying mm. uh, because now it's become consistent. It's, right. It's growing. Um, it's unbearable. Um. And like Freddie said earlier, it's there's a set direction on where this is going. Yeah, right. It's it's swelling up. Yeah, um, to the point where it's becoming really, really hard for Lucas to manage. Oh, but you're right. Yeah, great acting on all parts. You can tell this uh, this man, this old man, really feels for Lucas and wants yeah. to help so much. So so much so that he's pushing Lucas because he's probably so emotional with the thought of his son. Yeah. It's like, no, let me help you. It doesn't have to end the same way it did for my son yeah. because of the pain Fuck. that it revolves around that. Jeez. Especially because I think he said to him, it's like, oh, I think I can, might be able to do the same thing he did. 
Right. Yeah. Like, That's damn. those are yeah. heavy words, especially super they, heavy. Especially to him, trying to yeah. save you to yeah. say that to all people, like man, fuck man. Luke is on the subway heading back to Cassie's. Uh, he knocks and she opens the door, telling him that she missed him. And Luke tells her that he has to sit down. Luke shows her the drawing of Daniel and asks her if if that is what she saw behind him when she was painting him. She is not understanding what he's what he is saying and just saying this is just a drawing. What are you talking about? Luke starts to explain about the time he stumbled upon the massacre caused by John and his dead body. While trying to explain this, Cassie, Daniel. Um, Cass, uh, while I was trying to explain this to Cassie, Daniel is in the background making gun noises while pointing his fingers at both Cassie and Luke. I know it's not supposed to be funny, but I just find it so funny. No, it was pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was funny too. <laughs> I got a nice little chuckle like, <laughs> yeah, like this douche. <laughs> well, this guy, he don't give a fuck. <laughs> Luke is trying to tell her that he thinks the same that, uh, that happened to... Uh, he thinks the same thing that happened to John is going to happen to him. She is still not understanding and telling him to stop. Daniel comes up behind her and sniffs her hair, looks at Luke, then tells him the things that he is going to do to her when Luke lets go. Mm. And he just looks at him and he's like, oh, the things I'm going to do to her when you let go. I, I think it's like, fuck, yeah. dude. That created such good suspense and foreshadowing yeah. in the oh, moment. Because sure. as a viewer, you're just like, fuck, yeah. fuck, fuck. Yeah, what's the plan? What is, yeah, what like, is he going to do? Uh, Luke, frustrated, tells Cassie that she saw Daniel, but she keeps telling him uh, that the shadow is a metaphor. He is yelling at her and telling her that Daniel is right in the room with them and then tips over her table full of supplies. This is her last straw, and she tells him to get out while grabbing her stuff, uh, while grabbing his stuff and pushing him out of her loft. Luke keeps yelling, um, yelling that he is going to fucking kill her. And that's that's the thing he keeps mentioning. He just he is fu- yeah. going to fucking kill you. He's going to fucking kill you. Uh, Daniel is walking closer to the door while waving goodbye at Luke. <laughs> but th- I love the editing on yeah. this because as soon as she shuts the door, he's right behind him. He's right behind him all over again. It's crazy. And I was like, this is fucking great editing. Yeah. Damn, they thought this movie through. Um, Luke is outside speaking with uh, Dr. Braun about feeling like he is slipping away and needs um, his help. Braun tells him that he will meet him at his mother's apartment. Daniel is telling him that he is going to regret this. (laughs) Uh, Fades Braun pulling up at the apartment, and I put here this is an awesome moment uh, when the doctor arrives to the uh, standing in front of the apartment because this is the exact shot of the exorcist when doctor uh when doctor Mar- or when father marin uh is standing outside the mcneil's house oh really? yeah like he same same exact thing he comes out of a cab cab leaves and he's just standing there with his hat looking at the building oh my god why do i not remember this scene in daniel isn't real because i remember it in the exorcist but mm. i don't remember it yeah he, it yeah in- he stopped because he stops before he goes inside <sighs> Did I look away for a split second? <laughs> Maybe. This, man. It was really cool. I would have loved that. Uh, he heads inside the apartment with Luke. Luke tells him the pills don't work, and Bron tells him that there are other approaches that he can take. Bron tells him that he wants to see what Daniel has to say and that um, and that he is going to put them both under a state of hypnosis to speak to Daniel. He explains the process of how it works and asks if Daniel is with them now. Luke tells him that he is always here, and he is telling him to fuck off and, and some other nasty things towards Braun. So I found this interesting because in this portion, um, this is when we actually don't see Daniel no. and we hear Lucas saying what he's saying. I'm like, is he really saying that? Like, <laughs> Something seemed off. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. he wasn't around. Yeah. 
Bron tells him to lie down and close his eyes and focus on the sound of him banging and ringing of this metal bowl. Bron starts to tell him, quote, Fear and loneliness are some of the most powerful emotion, emotions humans can experience. These feelings can grow inside us until they rule our every thought. The mind will do anything to avoid confronting just how alone it is in the universe, end quote. Luke falls deep, and Bron um, asks if Luke can hear him, and he can, but he is in the distance. Then he asks if Daniel can hear him, then he asks for Daniel to talk to him. Luke opens his eyes and starts twitching erratically. Bron is still asking for Daniel to talk to him, and he appears right next to him with a high, deep voice and says, about what? I loved it. He, like, comes out of it. So like, fucking Whoa. cool, man. I like how his character's design. It's, just, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so genius. Like, you want to hate him, but it's like, he's very charismatic yeah oh for sure he's super suave he's, yeah. he's charming like yeah. and he's charming for us too yeah, yeah. it's just like damn it but man. it's like it's annoying at the same time right oh, god it's, yeah. it's like a car crash you can't look away from yeah oh that's yeah. Like entertaining analogy. but at the same time it's horrifying it's like yeah 100 yeah. and i guess that's the whole thing with horror too right yeah i love it startling Braun, he gets up out of his seat and goes over the banister uh, staring at daniel while he speaks to Braun. daniel tells him that that, uh, that luke is weak lonely and nothing without him Braun asks him what is he daniel tells him that he is a traveler searching for a home and grabs luke's mouth and tells him that this is going to hurt a lot and starts ripping his mouth open just so he can get inside fuck yeah so in this moment, like, is the doctor actually seeing this happen? Yes. 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 So this is a entity that has revealed itself. I don't think so. Because remember, he said he's putting them both in a state of hypnosis. That's the key. Yes. Uh, Jinkies. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's in his mind. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yep. I love it. Mm-hmm. It was thought through. Yep. Bron is freaking the fuck out and Daniel physically goes inside of Luke. Bron grabs the dagger and Luke uh, uh, wakes up smiling. Daniel is now inhabiting Luke's body. Um, He gets up, tells him that he is feeling a lot better now and takes the dagger and starts stabbing Bron until he dies. Mm -hmm. Like repeatedly and laughing on his body. God damn, this shit's wild. We wake with Luke on the couch and Bron's corpse on the ground. Luke's just like... "Mm." Yeah, this happened. Yeah. No acknowledgement of Braun. Nothing. Just walks over over him. Luke goes into the room and stares in at the mirror and there's a the um there's that creature behind him in the doorway walking closer to him. Daniel's true form, telling Luke that he is the abyss and starts to tell him uh to get in the dollhouse. Just says the exact same thing. Yeah. Get in, get in, get in. He wants Lucas to completely let go. Oh, yeah. We switch to Luke telling himself in the mirror uh, to get in, and Daniel now has completed uh, has complete control over his body. Luke is now inside the dollhouse crying and banging on the window to get out. And at this point, I would now be referring to, referring to Daniel and Luke's body as Duke. Duke. <laughs> this is Daniel and Luke, so they're Duke now. You know, uh, uh, like in, uh, you know... Like Trunks and in, in, in Gohan, you know? <laughs> Trunks and Goten, Goten, yeah, Goten, Goten. Goten. Yeah. Tanks. yeah, Gotenks, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, Duke is outside throwing throwing all the pills and shit out of Luke's backpack. Uh, he grabs the camera and takes a selfie with it and finish uh, finishes throwing the rest of the belongings on the ground. I love that he took a selfie and threw the camera anyway. Yeah, he's just like, and he Crazy. fucking chucks it. Yeah, uh, he's, he's just stoked. Yeah. Right, he's stoked. He's like, I, I beat it. I won. 
you know, I couldn't stop laughing at this scene. <laughs> me too. You know why? Why? Because it reminded me of Spider Man Three. <laughs> Kinda. Where he's like, like when he starts that, dancing, all that confidence. He's yeah. like, "Yeah, I'm feeling myself." Yeah, no, that I'm makes like, sense. This is reminding me of Spider-Man. Yeah, like, no, that's that's it's fair. not a good thing. But that's it's fair. not a bad thing. It's not a bad. Thing. I mean, he's about Duke is about to go get laid. Yep. I mean, I wouldn't say it laid, though, but he was trying. <laughs> Meanwhile, Luke is going um, up the stairs in the dollhouse, and this looks fucking wild. It does. Duke is walking down the street, getting some new clothes. He stands out of the doorway. Um... He stands out of the doorway and he is happy as shit, smoking smoking that cigarette, <laughs> just chilling. I don't even know if he paid for that. I honestly think he killed the clerk. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, he actually no, he pulled, remember out the he money pulled out the cash from the, from wallet. the wallet. Yeah, that's true. But it looked like a good amount of money too. It didn't look like it was enough to buy a suit. It could be a cheap suit. Maybe he went to H&M. Maybe he rented it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> He's bringing it back. Come I'll on. be back. <laughs> Um, maybe he rented it. <laughs> Luke is exploring this place, uh, but there are creatures that inhabiting that's um inhabiting it, um, and they're chasing him through it. He shakes off, uh, he shakes one of them off and continues moving through the labyrinth. He comes up to up to a door and listens behind it before opening the door. Ooh, that was a loud pop. You all right? All right. Uh, We cut to Cassie opening the door for Duke. He tells her that he wasn't in control, and now he has a lot more control. Cassie lets him into the loft, and Duke looks at the painting. He tells her that actually, um, that actually he really likes it, um, and that people don't really see him like this anymore. Back with Luke going through the door he opened up before, um, and I, I even think like when he's talking about the painting, I think he's talking about the shadow. Yeah, I don't think he's talking about Luke. Yeah, I definitely the shadow. Yeah, definitely the shadow. Uh, back with with Luke going through the door he opened up before, and uh, it is a room with all the weapons used in Daniel's slayings displayed like a museum. I was like, "Where's the shotgun?" And I was like, "There's a shotgun." There's the shotgun. Yeah. Fuck, man. What a wild time. Uh, there's a really fucked up painting on, on the wall that we actually kind of get a glimpse of earlier inside the dorm room. Uh, but then we cut back to Duke t- uh, tweaking out because Luke is um, actually starting to do a little damage in Daniel's psyche this time. Uh, so tables are starting to kind of turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This And when he's like kind of tweaking out a little bit, like it's, it's like crying a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I was like. Motherfucker got range. <laughs> Cassie tells him that she knows that uh, he feels alone and trying to get rid of the shadows. Duke tells her that he doesn't think that he should get rid of the shadows, but to embrace them. Cassie backs away from him and notices that the drawing that Luke brought in earlier, and then she looks at her painting and realizes that Luke is no longer here. Yeah. She notices. She's like, okay. I know you. I know exactly who this You're is. Yep. Uh, Duke uh, tells her that they should get away, and she is wondering um, what he had in mind. Just trying to, like, you know, humor him a little bit to buy some time. Duke makes a suggestion and notices the drawings on the table. Cassie grabs the box cutter on the other table. Uh, He starts moving closer to her and asks her if she remembers painting him, and then tells her that she wanted to touch uh, that she wanted to touch the darkness. And Oh, man, Jesus. Because it's kind of fucked up because it feels like she kind of did. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, she's just like, I want you to let go. I want you to be free. I want you to, you know, let your hair down. Yeah. yeah. 
Mrs. Airdown. Cassie shakes her head no and tells him that she uh, that she saw the true Luke and wants the shadow to go away. Duke is starting to get upset and uh, whispers, fine. <laughs> and tells her that he has been kind as he has been kind i've shown her shown you sensitivity <laughs> i love uh, this but then he says fuck this charade and starts molding his face to the real daniel wild and it was if you look at the what's happening mm-hmm. with um with how it's done you can see it's that like there's hands that are clearly not Oh, from yeah. that body but it adds oh, a yeah. nice touch to it yeah because it adds that demented feeling like like it's changing yeah yeah but oh it's interesting yeah i liked it yeah i love the clay yeah like, it was just like this looks cool it does yeah why it's not fun. yeah it's super fun uh back with luke the phone starts to ring in the room and he picks it up uh he can hear cassie and then daniel talking and yelling luke hangs up the phone and tries to get out of the room he thinks about the molding he thinks about molding a key and uh, for the dollhouse, and then it appears in his hand. It is technically in his mind after all, so I guess it's possible. Uh, Daniel, since he is back in his original form, starts dodging Cassie from attacking him and throws her to the wall. She smacks him with a paint can and, and kicks him down the stairs, and then she runs up the stairs to the roof. Luke opened the door and nothing. He yells, but the creature appears again. He breaks into one of the displays and takes the dab- dagger and stabs the creature. While the creature is moaning in pain, Luke Luke asks if it is John and asks how does he uh, get out of here. Back with Daniel chasing chasing Cassie up the roof, he grabs her and stabs her, um, sta- uh, stabs him and um, smacks his head on the concrete. She's like fucking him up. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say homegirl got like, moved. Damn, you've been training. <laughs> <laughs> she has been. Yeah, yeah. man. I guess living in New York, right? You, yeah, you, yeah. you got you to know something. Living <laughs> on your own, she probably took hey, some self defense classes. As an artist classes. in New York, you always got to be fighting. Yeah, for, oh, damn. All right, Freddie. Quick cut <laughs> to Luke, and the wall starts breaking open when uh, Cassie smacks Daniel's head. Luke asks what is behind the wall, and John tells him that it is the, uh, it's the abyss. Luke asks what do they um, do with them, and, but John just dies. <laughs> he removes the bricks and goes through the wall and stands over the cosmic storm. Inside the room, you can hear the echoes of Cassie calling out to him. Luke jumps off the ledge, and we cut back to the fight between Daniel and Cassie. But Luke makes it on top of the roof. Luke calls him a parasite. Daniel tells him that he um, has given people visions, and he is actually and he is the one who's the parasite. It's like good comeback, bro. Cassie <laughs> is climbing down the fire escape, and Daniel starts heading um heading for her luke grabs a broom and chucks it directly into his stomach and daniel pulls it out from one last spire with luke i love this yeah i do too yeah this is such a good yeah, great scene. This, this is a great scene. This is my favorite part of the movie. Uh, mine too. Yeah. I yeah. love this scene because it, it's all the imagination yeah. shit. It's just when he was a kid, just bringing it all back up. I love it. But it's also sad at the same time. Super sad because yeah. he's fine with himself, right? Yeah, it's, it's horrible. It's, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of deep meaning in this in this scene. One hundred percent. Yeah, and it could be interpreted in so many different ways. Yeah, because oh, he. For sure. it, uh, we'll, we'll get there. Daniel um, is getting the best of Luke, and he initially drops his sword off off the building and just gives up. And says, if I go, you go. Mm-hmm. Fucking rough. Daniel tells him that he is not strong enough to do it. And Luke just pulls him and falls off of the building. Uh, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about <laughs> it. I was very... It's it's pretty sad. 
Yeah, I it's it, pretty. I got very emotional watching it, yeah. but then also that sense of when he's he's free in the air, falling down. He you he, can see yeah, the he's sense smiling. of freedom in his face. Yeah. It's like, and I'm finally gonna Daniel's be still choking him while they're falling, right? Yeah. yeah. And then you hear the the parachute. Yeah. And then, oh, fuck, man, what a fucking scene! Yeah. Uh, they're falling. They're both falling off the building uh, while falling. Luke has a smile on his face, and he thinks back when him and Daniel were kids playing imaginary parachutes, and we hear that parachute go off once again. Luke hits the ground, and Cassie goes over to him and calls to his lifeless body. She lies down next to him. And his blood splattered resembles something of angel wings. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Daniel is at the top of the building looking down, transforming into the abyss, and then he also jumps, then credits. What a fucking movie this is. This shit's a ride. It's a heavy one. Yeah, yeah. it is a ride. That's it's definitely for sure. Definitely a ride. And I want to keep. I keep want I want it I want to keep stating that I really appreciate this film. Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. Even yeah. though like I don't think it was a movie for me, and I, I'm I'm conflicted to say if I liked it or disliked it. I I don't know because parts of me I'm I'm like I, I did like it. Yeah, yeah. I think I did overall like it. Mm-hmm. It's just sometimes like when I'm watching a movie and it's heavy stuff, I'm like I don't. Feel, yeah, you don't want to feel. You don't want to be that attached. I don't. Yeah, I don't get any positive feelings from this. I, yeah, I think yeah. the work that was done was phenomenal, and Absolutely. man, I'm so appreciative of the message that's being like put out there. But it's just, it's rough for me to watch. No, I agree. No, yeah. it's it's a it's a bit of a hard watch. Yeah. It definitely is. Uh, I only got one fact for this movie. One movie oh. fact. One movie fact. Uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger was so excited that uh, the producer of this film worked on the movie Mandy with Nicolas Cage because Nicolas Cage is his favorite actor and he wanted to he wanted to uh, he wanted to impersonate him so bad that he actually said I wanted to be Daniel wow it was flipped he was gonna be Luke that's funny that he's like I want to impersonate Nick Cage that's so funny yeah Yeah. (laughs) wow yeah I was like, that's I awesome. I read that right now. Yeah. Oh, you read it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah I was like, that. that is so cool. And I'm glad that like he got to live up to his dream. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Oh, man. But let us know over on Twitter at Good Night Life. And that's Night with a K. Um, what do you think about this movie? This movie is definitely a heavy one. Um, mm-hmm. It is a blast to watch. And if this is your first time watching it, let me know what you guys thought about it. If if you guys are even interested in more stories about my brother or uh, my upbringing, by all means, you can feel free to hit me up on on my DMs are open, so you can hit me up on, in my DMs um, at the head night, and that's also night with a K, um, because I am actually very intrigued as to what you guys you know think about this movie, and I'm very open about my childhood and things like that. So if you guys want to learn more, I'm very happy to educate um, because I don't want schizophrenia to be a scary stigma mm-hmm. for yeah. people that's the that's the thing like schizophrenia scares so many people because we are not used to it right yeah um i mean i'll <laughs> i'll be honest i'm a very big advocate for uh mental health and oh, for sure the progression of that but even it it scares me because it's yeah. it's more so like i feel helpless when it comes to what i should be doing to right aid that uh, person with that in whatever way possible um but i would just definitely recommend like if anyone really sees the importance of mental health um, this movie is definitely worth at least one watch absolutely to really try to find a 
a state of empathy and try to understand from someone with that illness's point of mm-hmm. view of what it could feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm a big advocate. I think mental health is very, very, very important, especially nowadays yeah. with a lot of people with depression and anxiety at our age. Yeah. It's going higher and higher. 100%. And suicide rates are going higher. Exactly. Sadly. And that's and that's that's one of the things that <clears throat> this movie makes us kind of harken on a little bit, right? <clears throat> Excuse me, because I'm cutting my throat. But with this movie being, having this ending of this man killing himself mm-hmm. just because that's what his, in a way, his disease kind of turned him to do. Yeah. Because that's that's what schizophrenia feels like. Like, I, I don't feel like it's a disorder. Like, it, it feels like a disease. Yeah. Because it, it's something that isn't curable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they've tried with like lobotomies and all this other shit, and nothing works. Lobotomies were just sick. It was just, they, yeah. that yeah. did nothing except made you feel worse. Um, but it's all this type of shit that, like, even like with my mom and and things like that, and my brother. And um, granted, my mom's done some pretty wild stuff, and some stuff honestly was cool as shit because of this. And this is what it reminds me of Mm -hmm. like, this is what this movie reminds me of because some of the things she's done with her mental illness and, uh, was one, she just packed her bags up from San Francisco and was just like, I'm going to go, I'm going to move to New York. And she moved to New York and from New York, she moved to Detroit. And when she was in Detroit, she actually danced for soul train. Oh damn. Right. That's sick. Yeah. So it's things like that, that this sickness initially, kind of gave her the courage yeah right sure and it was my mom's always been like super just like gung-ho about stuff but that was one of those things where i was just like this this movie is 100 percent like i wouldn't say accurate but this movie this is this is what i saw this it is what i grew up with yeah. exactly yeah um and this is how i pictured it yeah and i'm sure she pictured it as like a best friend coming on, on a trip with her or something yeah. like i don't know um but this also got her into some very sticky situations. And I've said this multiple times on the Goodnight Podcast, but uh, my mom was a part of the People's Temple. And do you know what the People's Temple is, David? No, I don't. Uh, have you ever heard of someone named Jim Jones? Mm. Yes, I have. Okay. So Jim Jones was, uh, I guess, a cult leader mm-hmm. of the People's Temple. And there used to be one not too far from here. Um, and it, it was it's on 3rd Street and Bayshore. Uh, or it was. The temple's actually still active, technically. Um, but she used to go there quite frequently um, in the 80s. <clears throat> and when Jim Jones wanted to move all of his like parishioners and things like that to uh, Jonestown, she missed her flight. Wow. Yep. Wow, 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 wow. Yep. yep yeah. So... That was, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, it, it, it's crazy to think about, but it's just like she missed her flight by a, a few hours or, uh, excuse me, a few minutes. And that was just, that was it. Like, and she tried to go again. Damn, that's yeah. crazy. But, yeah. It's just like once once the things came out with Jackie Spire and her team going over there and, and them getting shot and all yeah. that whole other stuff and Jackie Spire almost dying. Like, yeah. it's just, it, it's crazy. And shit, Everyone on her team died except for her. 
And like once all that stuff came out, my grandma was just like, okay, no. Yeah. Like, no, we gotta we gotta definitely make sure you don't go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it it was pretty wild, man. And so yeah, my my mom was supposed to technically be in Jonestown. Thanks for yeah. um thanks for sharing a lot so of those much. intimate yeah. stories. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like honestly, I've it, it, I was in a place where I've never wanted to share them. Sure. And I've grown so much to where I was just like, this is my story. Like, yeah, I, yeah, like yeah. I feel like I, feel I have it. to. Um, you are. A lot of people can learn from it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. you I, I hope someone gets something out of it, something positive, oh, and, sure. and understand that, like, like this world is fucked up, but yeah. at the same time, like, there's people there's out there who care. Yeah. I mean, so. and with. Your past and whoever's past, you are the person you are from the experiences you've experienced. Exactly. And, oh, for sure. You know, if I appreciate who you are, Prince. So thank you. you yeah, I appreciate all of you. Yeah, it's because of that you are who you are because of yeah, that in those you. experiences growing up. So thank you. Yeah. I, I I truly truly appreciate it, and uh, you know, don't want to end on a, such a somber note. No, like this is this is great stuff. Like this is this is honestly this is something that that I've I've grown with. I've 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 grown apart from and I've grown back with again to accept. So none of this is sad by any of the means or any of the stre- no, stretch definitely. of the imagination. I feel this like having stuff. that open discussion, being able to talk about it makes you a very strong person. Thank you. So, yeah. Thank you. And I appreciate me. And for me, I, oh, I, thank you. I want yeah, the world to be pushed towards a platform where mental health can be spoken about openly. Because oh, for sure. the way that um, as a race that will get better about it. Absolutely. Understanding it and to... Uh, help people cope or find solutions. Yeah, so and it's good to talk go about. Back to like the last movie we saw, the Bobble Duke. It's like the more you suppress something, the mm-hmm. worse it gets. Exactly. So Absolutely, having that open dialogue with your loved ones or whoever you feel comfortable with, go for it. Exactly. It. It's yes. Important. By all means, like speak to someone close to you, uh, and if you don't want someone initially giving you, I don't know, uh, some type of guidance or whatever, speak to a stranger. Like, you're never going to yeah. see this person again. Facts. So why does it matter? Like, I mean, you know, just just be open with yourself and just just understand that, like, there are people out there who truly deeply want to listen to you. Yeah. yeah. Talk so. it out amongst yourself. 100%. Or even, like, let's not be afraid to say it. Like, you can always seek therapy. Like, 100%. I am a yeah. believer that every single person on this planet can benefit from therapy. Absolutely. It's not people that just may be mentally ill or are going through some trauma or problems like everyone can benefit from therapy in my 100%. in my opinion so don't be afraid to to, to take a look yeah. into that there's a many resources i'm sure that are a google search away yeah i mean sure. there there's so many there's better health there's uh there's headspace these are just apps that initially attach you to a psychologist immediately so if you do need help um or if you feel like you just want someone to talk to and you want to talk to a paid professional like that by all means like better health can seem steep and so does headspace can also seem pretty steep but at the same time your mental health is worth it it's absolutely priceless to have mental health and to be in a good headspace um so by all means i highly suggest you reaching out if you do feel the urge uh to want to reach out and speak to someone so definitely you know just gotta jump for it but this was nightlight a horror movie podcast i was one of your hosts prince also known as head knight on my left hand side here we had david be good to each other be good stay spoopy (laughs) (laughs) sorry boys (laughs) also known as nightly across from us we have freddie 
stays poopy. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Freddie. I don't mean to steal your thunder. <laughs> also known as 99. Our efforts to get the show out is not enough. We need your help to spread us out to more ghoulish nights. Rating us with five stars is very helpful, but we would love for you to recommend this podcast to someone who would actually enjoy it. You can further support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife, and that's night with what? K. By pledging on Patreon, you'll have access to the show as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. A new episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. And remember, everybody, don't forget your nightlife.